books, yeah. Spend time with us. CD Reads. Hi, everyone, and welcome to CD Reads, a beginner's guide to the crazy world of erotic romance. I'm Kelly. I'm Becca. And we are romance novel virgins. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, that's really gross, but it's true. <laughs> We only discovered uh, romance books like six months ago or so. Yeah. Um, it uh, We read all the time. We love books. We share mm-hmm. books with each other We're constantly. in a book club. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not like we've never read before, but for some reason, just romance is not something we've uh, explored until recently. Um, when I was flying to LA, I decided that I wanted a book to read, but I didn't feel like paying for it because... I don't know, I'm cheap and terrible. <laughs> so we were both looking through the free ebooks in Kindle and we came upon um, some weird romance titles and like I said, we know nothing about it. So some of the titles we were seeing were really surprising to us. Stuff about sexy aliens and sexy vampires and sexy ghosts and sexy Vikings and just <laughs> sex with basically anything that has a hole that you can <laughs> stick a part of you in. It, there was a book about it. and um, But what we found um, was uh, one of the books that we're going to talk about today is a theme that never in a million years would either of us have come up with as a thing that is sexy yeah and thus or existed (laughs) at all yeah in in any way it's um and maybe like you know because we know nothing about this maybe you're like duh it's like a pillar of romance (laughs) but for us it was really a shock and so i downloaded it and i read it on my flight and then and i read it at home yeah and we were like what is this and then we downloaded like so many things like the more out there the better i have way more weird smutty romance novels on my kindle than i have normal books me too my amazon (laughs) suggestions are real horrible now (laughs) it's just porn 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 impossible to go on amazon at work and not feel ashamed (laughs) (laughs) oh well what is a kindle for if not for porn Apparently nothing. Yeah, Apparently actually, there's keeping Kindle afloat. Yeah, it's the biggest source of their business. But also, mm. what's really interesting is that um, a lot of the uh, stuff that we were reading, I think, was self-published. Yeah, and that's why it's available for free because they're just these authors that want to get their stuff out, and it's primarily women too. So it's really yeah. neat. It's like a base for women by women, and we're like strident feminists over here. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, women. Um, and so there are a bunch of reasons that we wanted to keep reading these yeah and then we decided that it was also crazy that we had to talk about it and maybe yeah. see if anybody else wanted to talk about it too which is how this came to be um but yeah so i think it's important to point out that even though this is all really crazy and like kind of weird to us like we're not in any way disparaging anyone who reads it or writes mm. it like this is awesome. We we love reading this stuff. Yeah, um, it's been it's been great. It's been a great experience. Yeah. So like we might have some like thoughts that are negative, but it's specifically about the stuff. Shut up, phone. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um. So yeah, I thought that was important right off the bat. Yeah. There's no judgment here. No. On any g- flavor of sexuality. No, even in this episode, which is probably the most foreign to me thing that we've come around. I don't know. Might not. It might be tied for most foreign. But there's still (laughs) no judgment here on on any of the content. There might be some judgment on the writing. (laughs) There definitely will be. But that's it. That's it. Um, 
But yeah, so uh, yeah, you keep cranking these things out and we'll keep cranking. Boner joke. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. We should have a boner joke count on each episode. That's a good idea. Maybe like a little dingy sound or something. Yes. Here, let me do a tally. Because if you know me, which you don't, I (laughs) love dick jokes. All right, tally system. Was that just one so far? That was just one so far. Okay. We're just at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Give it time to grow. Uh, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Okay. Oh, God. I hate <laughs> me already. <laughs> okay. So um, we've been kind of cagey about the theme so far, so let's just get into it. Mm-hmm. The first thing that I discovered um, when we were looking at all these titles was a bunch of different books by different authors about bear shifters. And what that is, is a man or a woman that just turns into a bear. And something about that is sexy because there are billionaire bear shifters. There are (laughs) cowboy bear shifters. There are, like, hunky security bear shifters. Like, Mm -hmm. every social class and way of life there is yeah somebody what was the second one was like a software engineer yeah a software <laughs> billionaire engineer guy yeah also a bear yeah N- no big deal yeah. as as it goes yeah the the first book that started this entire thing the title was so eye-catching was the cow bears mail order bride and just reading that title i had no fucking idea no what a cow bear was right yeah, it, 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 it took a little while before I realized it was, like, cowboy bear. Yeah. I was like, is that part cow, part bear? Yeah. Is he marrying a woman? I definitely thought that there were cows involved, <laughs> and there were not. Cows are not sexy. I, Let's cow- just throw that out right <laughs> yeah. now. Like, I'm open bears, to bears. Bears, fine. Cows, no. That's cows, where you draw no. the line. Yeah, I just, there's nothing sexy about, like, <laughs> dead-eye stare that a cow gives you. <laughs> At least, like, with bears, there's some danger. Because, <laughs> like, if you see Cows one, are too docile. you're probably going to die. Yeah. Cows, you can, like, push over and nothing, you know? I don't know. They're pretty heavy. They could trample you with their hooves. I guess so. But can they, like, move fast? I don't know anything yeah. about cows. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know. I'm... Could a human outrun a cow? I mean, we could find out. <laughs> some dum-dums probably to Western Maryland. <laughs> That's true. We can Google it. Oh. <laughs> if it's I was dumb, just thinking we'd go try it. to tip a cow together. Okay, maybe uh, wait for a really sexy special episode of Senior <laughs> Reads where we try to go cow tipping. <laughs> Sexily. Yes, in bikinis. <laughs> oh, that sounds tipping so cold cows. and dirty. <laughs> yeah, cows are gross. Yeah. All right, so this is the record on cows. Not sexy. <laughs> cows, not sexy. Bears... We'll talk. <laughs> yeah. It's new. We'll, we'll figure it out by the end of this episode whether or not bears are sexy. We'll, we'll get down and dirty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have three titles that we're going to talk about today, all involving bear shifters. So the first one is the one that Becca said, The Cow Bears Meal Order Bride, and that's by Liv Brywood. And then we have The Alpha's Heir by A.J. Tipton and um, Bear to the End by Terry Bullrider. I'm sorry if I got your name wrong. Bowl rider. Mm, Sexy. (laughs) Ride my bowl. (laughs) (laughs) I've had like a third of a thing of wine and this is... By thing she means personal size box of wine, which is what we're both drinking. Yeah, a personal black box thing. It's equivalent to three glasses of wine, Mm. which is close to a bottle, isn't it? It isn't a bottle like three or four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a bottle's a serving. So really I'm getting, you know... 
I'm getting ripped off here. But <laughs> it was $5. Yeah. So, you know. It's definitely more than $5 worth of quality. Well, I figure boxed wine while talking about trashy romance is yeah. just kind of, it fits the bill. It really does. So... You, listener, crack open your boxed wine, spritz on your fanciest perfume, and heat up a Hot Pocket, and get ready <laughs> for us to talk about bear shifting. <laughs> okay, so um, let's just uh, go through the plot of each one, and because mm-hmm. there's some kind of similar themes to them. Yeah, we can just discuss definitely the story are. for each. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with the Cowbear's Mail Order Bride, the one that started it all. Yeah. And the one I had the most to say about. Yes. Apparently. Me dose. <laughs> I took so many notes. <laughs> we both um, have like pages of notes, and I don't know if that's dorky or not. I had but so much to say. A lot of feelings. Yeah. Um, okay. So give us okay. a rundown of the plot, like, real All right. Quick. Okay. All right. We've got Cindy and Drew. Uh-huh. Drew is a bear shifter. Uh, Cindy has been dating drew online for three months or so she thinks Mm. she is actually being catfished by his sister-in-law that wants to set him up with a wife uh because he is lonely she thinks but also he is but he pretends he's not i'm a man Uh, i'm tough yeah i have no feelings i rub dirt on them yeah (laughs) drew's kind of a piece of shit um (laughs) Cindy has been on the run for a year. I would like to specify a year. (laughs) She has a suitcase full of fake IDs somehow and moves every two weeks for some mysterious reason. She has a six-year-old daughter who lives with her parents, with Cindy's parents. Yep. Um, And her parents won't let her speak to her own daughter unless she moves in with them. So it sounds like Cindy has done something very wrong. It does sound like Cindy has a terrible secret. Ooh. Ooh, It's such a mystery. So her whole motive for talking to this online guy is Mm -hmm. to go and marry him and to get away from whatever this secret is. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So um, she goes there. She arrives at Curvy Bear Ranch, is the name of the place. Just, like, what is your visual for Curvy Bear Ranch? I'm just picturing, like, a Smokey the Bear, but with, like, big cartoonish tits. (laughs) Like Like a bikini. Like, like, doing a sassy pose. Like a Betty Page. Yeah, yeah. Thing. But a bear. Yeah. So, right off the bat. Fluffy titties. Bears are sexualized (laughs) as women. Which is odd, because all of the bear shifters in this book are men. <laughs> as far as I know. This yeah, is haven't... book five in... Oh, wait. Was this book five? No, no that was the, the other, other one. one. This is a, in a series. Yeah. I don't know which book it is. So we might be missing some backstory on Curvy Bear Ranch. But as far as I know, all the bear shifters in this book are brothers. Right. It's a bunch of brothers. So she gets to Curvy Bear Ranch. <laughs> I wrote in my notes... Leather, saddles, gleaming. The first time Drew is described, (laughs) he's he's described as being, like, the manliest man to ever man. Yeah, he's, like, basically the image on the brawny towels. Yeah, yeah. He's just, like, polishing saddles, like, his first scene in the book. So fucking manly. (laughs) And then I wrote dialogue bad. (laughs) I I did not give (laughs) a lot of, uh... 
it's just kind of a running theme yeah the dialogue is him and his brother are talking and it's just like really stilted and not awkward and i don't know i i wasn't a big fan of the dialogue in this book no me neither Uh, (laughs) pregnancy hormones can make women crazy is a quote from the book to which then i wrote fuck you drew yeah, yeah, because the um the sister-in-law who sets up the whole catfish thing is pregnant. And so that's yeah. kind of their throwaway for why she did this. They're like, well, she's crazy. Yeah, throughout this entire story, all they talk about is how crazy she is because she's pregnant and because of hormones. Yeah, which we'll get into later. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't a big fan of how much she gets thrown under the bus. Yeah. Like, probably shouldn't have done that. But no, I mean, it's it wasn't just great... really weird to, to use, like, she's pregnant. That means she is insane. Yeah. We've got a lot of, like, 90s sitcoms to, oh to blame, too. It's not solely on this book. Yeah. Um, yeah, she... so she gets to Curvy Bear Ranch, mm-hmm. um, and then they're like, well, there's a mix-up, and Drew's kind of annoyed about it, and he's like, all right, you're going home at the end of the week. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, let's get to know each other. Yeah. And a romance begins. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Drew can kind of tell that she's got some secret, but he doesn't know what it is. Um, And throughout this entire thing where he's telling her about how much he hates liars and he hates lying women and he doesn't want to marry, he wants to be alone forever because women are horrible... Um, like, he's a bear shifter. He doesn't mention it to her. Yeah, he hates lying, but also he's uh, not a human. Yeah, and doesn't, doesn't think that's an important no detail to mention. No big deal. Not at all. And this whole time, so, when his bear shifter stuff gets brought up, he mentions the bear, like... First of all, they mention it with no explanation. Maybe that's because it's part of a series. Maybe the people that read these books already know what this is. Yeah. I had no fucking idea. So when it's like his bear was clawing at yeah. his chest, I was like, I was like whoa, wait, who, why? I thought it was like a pet at first. Like he just has like a pet bear. I didn't get the shifter thing at all. Yeah. And he's like, he addresses the bear and calls it bear. He's just like, bear, quiet down. <laughs> It's, like, it's interesting because it's, like, they're two separate entities. Mm-hmm. It's, like, him and the bear. Like, yeah, they're so separate like people. Yeah, it's, like, animal instincts and, like, not thinking through decisions, just, like, going on yeah. gut instinct and yeah. hormones and And then boners. what also kind of bothers me is that he doesn't, he didn't name it. No. Like, it's just, but, like, he what just would calls you name it bear. bear. I, see, that's like, a question I wanted Jerry. to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Jerry, you need to calm down your penis. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it should at least have a name. If I had, like, a bear soul living inside of me, I wouldn't be like, listen, bear. I don't know. I feel like I'd name it. Maybe I'd name it Jerry. Or maybe I just would I mean, Jerry is a great bear name. <laughs> I feel like if I had a bear, his name would be Jerry. But also, like, would you address yourself by anything? Like, that was weird. I just thought he just, yeah. like, it's himself. So it's like if you have, like, your own inner monologue mm. and you're kind of having, like, a duality, which yeah. people who are not bear shifters do. Yeah. Like, you kind of have, like, or like, 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 think Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> like, Gollum just, like, converses with himself. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, just we've, not... all, we've all had inner monologues. You're, you know, we've all had moments where you talk to yourself and you try to calm yourself down or you tell yourself something stupid or you're being stupid or whatever. But I definitely don't ever say, like, listen, Becca. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, that's just not how I phrase yeah, it. So like, just so don't to be say, like, listen, bear. Yeah. So just don't address it. Just like yeah. talk to your inner bear. And it was like, no, no proper nouns. Yeah. No proper nouns. Or just give him a fucking name. Jerry. Jerry. Listen, name Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> listen, Jerry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, That's so. It. That was something I wanted to, yeah. to talk about. No, that was and it was very interesting. It, it felt like, and that made me really curious about the, like, lore and background of bear shifters. Right. Which never is explained. Not no, in any of the books that we've read. It's not. Like, do you become a bear shifter? Is it like being a werewolf or like is it something you have to be it? born into? Or, yeah. or like, can you be bitten by a bear shifter and then can you, you become be a bear shifter? Turned? Or are you just, yeah. yeah, like, can you be turned or are you just born into it if you're born into it? Um, Maybe she's born. And I'm like, is it? <laughs> Maybe it's bear bullying. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I hate myself so much. <laughs> uh, it just, it, I thought it was interesting that it felt not completely like an extension of himself but like this other whole separate yeah, being inside of him duality. he's described as being in his chest like his bear is clawing at his chest like yeah. there's it, like he's described as like a little tiny bear inside his chest yeah oh that sounds cute i know it does <laughs> but also horrifying yeah. if he's clawing at your ribcage yeah it's like definitely... fuck that girl it's like, <laughs> scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> yeah does it hurt or is it like yeah it sounds painful is it, is it anxiety does it feel like anxiety <laughs> yeah or does it feel oh like my actual God. like physical stabby maybe that's pain? what anxiety is maybe we're just bear shifters we don't even know it oh my god that's why my chest gets so tight my bear is trying to talk to me who knew clonazepam could <laughs> subdue a bear <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just throw some pills at a bear next time you're in the woods oh yeah that's it don't make yourself as big as possible just give it your pills <laughs> don't clap at it <laughs> Your anti-anxiety medication. That's it. Bears are just anxious, guys. They're so misunderstood. Poor bears. <laughs> okay, so back to the story. Yes. Okay, so they both have their secrets, and mm-hmm. they go, like, horseback riding, and they hang out, and eventually they do it, mm-hmm. because the bear is like, this is my mate, and the girl mm-hmm. is like, I feel safe, and he's hot. So they make the beast with two backs. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's the thing, and also like because it's bears. I get it. I get it. You have to explain it. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah. So they do it, and then Mm -hmm. after they do it a few times, Drew finds out her secret. Mm -hmm. And what is her secret? Also, like first of all, she's terrible at lying. Yeah, she's real bad for a woman that somehow within the span of one year has like a suitcase full of fake IDs. She's really fucking bad at lying. her secret is that she was physically abused by her ex-husband. Yep. How, how shameful of her. Yeah, she's been on the run because her husband basically was like, ah, if I find you, I'm going to kill you, which yeah. is a pretty good reason to be on the run. Yeah. Why are her parents mad at her? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I get that it's rough. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a kid and you have to put the kid there and, like, the kid misses you and stuff. So it's like, I get that it's tense, but it seems yeah. like they're putting the, everyone's putting the blame on her. Yeah, She including blames herself, herself. Yeah. which a lot of abuse victims do mm-hmm. do. So that's not out of the realm of, like, possibility yeah. or, like, believability. But, like, why are her parents so, they're like, you can't keep doing this when she calls on the phone at the beginning yeah. and wants to talk to her daughter. Yeah, they like, want her to, they're like, you can't talk to your daughter unless you come here. Which we know is why, unsafe. Why can't you just put her on the fucking phone? Yeah. Like, that's not going to hurt anything at all. 
Like, her being there would probably put the kid in more danger if someone's going to show up and murder her. Right. Than speaking on the phone. Right. So her main motivation is to get a safe enough life going that she can have her daughter back. Which makes total sense. And where are they? Like, Montana or Wyoming or yeah, something? Yeah, I think um, Montana. I can't remember. Something I'm sorry. Like that. But somewhere in the country. Somewhere big and vast with ranches. <laughs> yeah, where there's probably, like, 12 people in the whole town. Yeah. Like, that's where she goes. <laughs> and, like, she tries to set up this relationship with this guy. And, like, so that's understandable now. But for some reason, he's so consumed with the lie that he's, like, doesn't know if he can forgive her or be with her. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's still lying. Yeah. About his About barriness. not being a human being. Yeah. Yeah. And he, all, yeah. like, right from the, like, right when he first catches her in a lie, she confesses all of it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, she tells him all of it. Right. And he's still livid, like, like, it's unforgivable that she lied about being on the run from, like, an abusive psychopath. If anyone is lying about who they are and where they came from, I feel like that's probably, like, the best reason to lie. Yeah. You know? Although, I mean, it, it is kind of crazy that you were going to marry somebody and, you know, not tell them who you are. That part about the plot, I uh, the plot in general doesn't make sense to me. I, no. I I just think that's a really bad plan. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, finding a random husband after three months of dating and think that, like, with your thinking, he will surely protect me from this crazy man. Right. And I mean, they they explain that she tries to go to the police and it doesn't help. Which, you but, know, is not outside the realm of possibility. Either. Yeah. Like, that happens all the time. Um, but still, it's like, still such it a would strange. Make- yeah. Like, I think if they took away, a like, the mail-order bride aspect of it. Like, maybe yeah. she moves to the town and maybe yeah. she stays at the ranch because it's, like, a and b Yeah. Or part of it's a and b at least. So yeah. it would make sense if she came to the B&B to start a new life with her yeah. new identity and wasn't expecting to fall in love or yeah. something like that. Like, but the blatantly lying right off the bat. See, like, that is not smart. And yeah. she has been on the run for a year. And so just like, the idea that, well, if I have a husband, he'll surely protect me. Yeah, there's because a lot of like he will be invincible. He'll be an invincible murder machine, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean she doesn't even know he's a bear. Like yeah. that he is he actually turns out to be a murder machine, but yeah. like, how is she supposed <laughs> to know that from like exactly. OK Cupid or something? Yeah. Um You can't just like marry a, like a muscular man and think that they're your personal bodyguard. Exactly. There's a lot it's of very like strange. They take a lot of leaps with that part of it, even yeah. outside of the bear shifter yeah. part. And there's definitely like with the books that we've read, there's a lot of like hyper masculinity and like definitely like really uh standard gender role kind of yeah. things, like women being taken care of and men were big and strong and mm-hmm. I mean that works for everyone, but it's not it's not everybody. So you yeah. could have, you know, thought you're marrying like a the the brawny towel guy, but mm-hmm. really he like cries at movies where dogs die or something <laughs> like that, and like isn't athletic. Yeah, you know, they're dating online. Yeah, she doesn't know. Yeah, he and he, with I mean, like he could be another he anybody. Yeah, he could have been another abusive piece of shit. Yeah. Which I also have thoughts on. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. I took a lot of notes in between here yeah. about just the story in general. Um, and just how much I hate Drew yeah. as a character. We have a lot of Drew feelings about Drew. specifies that he likes that Cindy, she goes by Sharon, is quiet because some women are so chatty and he likes that she can just be quiet. Yeah, I I wrote that down too. Um where is it? Um 
They go, some women oh no. had to fill the emptiness with incessant chatter, but Sharon was content to simply enjoy the peacefulness. And then I made a little mad face. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, some women are so chatty in all caps. Why won't they shut up? Just shut your mouths, women, and appreciate Drew. Anyway, Drew is such a misogynist. Thinks oh women have sneaky layers of deceit. That's a quote yep, from the book. I wrote that one down too. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan um, of that. Okay, so Drew does divulge why he hates liars and mm. why he's mistrustful of women. So he was with this woman. I can't remember her name because it didn't either. really matter. It was such a yeah. throwaway thing. But he was with this woman for a while, and she um, basically faked a pregnancy. And then I think, like, tried to extort money out of him or yeah. something like that. And then she wasn't pregnant. Woo! And also I think there was some crap about her being skinny and terrible. And yeah. There's a lot of like body shaming in these books too, but like, yeah, we'll, we'll get Drew into definitely it. hates skinny women. So specifically in this book, he admires that Cindy likes to eat, and he says something about like he hates when w- women are on a diet and all they eat is salad, and then they stare at you greedily when you're eating a cheeseburger. Yeah, that's like. Well, obviously that's fucked up. And also, you know what? Salads keep you regular. So there's like, <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you got to give the pipes a good, like, <laughs> cleaning. <laughs> vegetables do that. I'm sorry that I eat vegetables. You should. I'm oh, actually, guys. I must be a heathen because I also don't eat meat. How dare you? <laughs> so Drew hates me. Drew definitely hates you. You're very chatty. <laughs> I am. I don't shut up. Um, I do have some meat on my bones. So I don't know if it's enough or not. I don't know what I don't know. curvy means. That's another thing we were talking about before we started recording is that when they say curvy, I'm not sure exactly what body type they're going for. Yeah, like all three of the books that we're going to talk about discuss um, BBWs, which in the romance world stands for Big Beautiful Woman. So we're thinking, you know... Not your stereotypical Hollywood size two blonde, um, you know, <laughs> petite and thin. These are people who mention having ample boobs, um, r- big thighs or something mm-hmm. like that. But we're not sure, like, what that means. Like, is that, like, you're a size eight and you just have, like, some double Ds? Yeah. Or is it, like, you know, you're, like, actually, like, fat? I don't, I'm not trying to be pejorative with yeah. fat, but, like... If, you know, yeah, if you're big, you know, like what that means, because no one ever talks about it. They're really delicate, and they talk about just like the mm-hmm. curves. Yeah, all the soft curves. Yeah, There's which so I mean, curves. people are attracted to, but sometimes it's like, and I think sometimes it's generic so that like anyone can see themselves as this object yeah. of desire. But I just sometimes I need things defined and for it, me. <laughs> it's also yeah, and like the length to which these women hate themselves in these books. Yeah, every woman, and we'll get into it, but. The women in all three of these books are described as hiding their bodies in their clothing and thinking that they're fat and not wanting the men to look at them and see them and see they're fat. Right. And that's all like right before like some heavy doing it. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they get and over the guys it. like, oh, your You're bed so is beautiful. perfect to me. You're perfect. You're so perfect. And You're... they're like, no, I'm fat. Yeah. So. Which I understand. <laughs> I understand wanting to read that and not liking your body and wanting someone to accept you for who you are. But I did feel like it was very disappointing to read about a bunch of women. Yeah, because it was all three books. Supermodels and just absolutely fucking hate themselves. It's very disappointing and yeah. sad to read that, but that is reality mm-hmm. and you know maybe, you know, that is uplifting as someone who feels that way to read a story like this. 
Gotcha. But yeah, bummed me out a little bit because I, you know, and there's so many more of these out there, I'm sure. But I was hoping for somebody who was happy with themselves and confident in themselves and they're not just like oh thank god there's a man here to tell me my body's okay yeah and are okay with themselves and more than okay with themselves we didn't find that in these stories there are plenty of women out there who feel like that yeah and can attract dudes of any caliber Mm -hmm. and it's not totally unheard of so it would have been nice for some variety and maybe yeah yeah, like maybe they are it's probably out there we read three out of like a bajillion stories about so many bear bear shifters (laughs) All right, so let's get um, up to mm-hmm. the... So all the crazy stuff is just about to happen. So he's mm-hmm. mad, and he's not talking to her. Yeah. And um, then all the crazy stuff happens. So pregnant lady goes into labor. Yes. And we find out, just like out of the blue, that uh, Cindy slash Sharon um, is a doctor. Yes, she's a gynecologist, <laughs> conveniently. Yeah. So she's delivering the baby of the sister-in-law, who was the one that was catfishing her. So she's delivering the baby in, like, their kitchen or something like that. And Drew sees this happen, and he's so impressed with her for, like, having a skill and... (laughs) Birthing them babies. Yeah. (laughs) Like, in the meantime, he's gone to, like, the sheriff's department to verify her backstory of, like, being a fucking abused woman. Fuck you, Drew. I know. God damn it. So... And then after that... The abusive husband that we keep hearing about shows mm-hmm. up. Yes, he does. And he, like, drags her off into the woods, and Drew has to go find her and save yeah. her. And then he turns into a bear. So here's yeah. his bear shifting, which has he has not told her still. Yeah. So he shifts two times in this book. One time is a little bit earlier after he finds out about her. That's right you know lying deceitfulness he gets emotionally turns into a bear and he like runs into the woods he like angrily scratches at a tree because he's so (laughs) upset (laughs) so that was something i was surprised to find in these books and like they turn into bears so they like fuck people as bears like women want to fuck bears yeah but that is not what happens they um they only fuck as humans they only fuck as humans turn into bears sometimes it seems like the guys turn into bears and what we've read so far when Drew's being emotional and he needs to get his like feelings out and he needs to let his bear out. Like Kevin Bacon punch dancing. Yeah. <laughs> but well, what if a bear was punch dancing oh with his God. paws? <laughs> Somebody so. has to make that. <laughs> um, and then they turn into bears to fight. Yeah. So abusive he turns ex-husbands. into a bear to fight this abusive mm-hmm. ex husband. His name's like Liam? Yes. Or something. And he's yeah. like, I'm gonna kill you, bitch. And he has yeah. like knife. Liam and, is like, just the most insane, ridiculous. Person. I know. There's like nothing to him. He's, he's like, like just, I, I love you, bitch. you. I found you, bitch. You can't get away from me. Which I mean, I don't know a ton of abusive men, um, but <laughs> I know of one. But like, he was emotionally abusive, so I don't mm. know if this counts. So just like the stuff that he was saying was just kind of mm-hmm. out, totally out of reality for me. Like, I get it that... Was, I mean, it was it was very over the top. Yeah, like, I get that they're just, like, no, like, they still see themselves as, like, I love you and you're great. Mm-hmm. Like, they think that they're just these perfect providers. Yeah. And that, like, like how dare you leave me because yeah. I punched I you and you, gave no you a scar and fucked you up and all this yeah. stuff. So I get that, but yeah. it's still a little, like, crazy. But, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not abused and I don't yeah. know a lot of physical abuse abusers so yeah i can't really speak to that well the dialogue in this book in it's general was not great yeah yeah it but was the plot good. was interesting enough to keep and like going. i even i even wrote like during the sex scenes the dialogue was very lacking yeah. like it wasn't cheesy in a fun way it was just cheesy in a like this is not how humans talk to each other kind of no. way oh 
Like, I've watched porn, and even in porn, they don't talk that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I but, wish I wrote down... I, I don't think I really wrote down anything that they were saying, but... Mm. It, it just wasn't good. No. Like, it, it wasn't as fun and entertaining as I thought it would be. No. Um, okay, yeah. So Liam has his knife, and he's like, I'm going to cut you. And then <laughs> Drew comes and is all like, I'm a bear. I'm going to kill you. And then they, like, fight for a second. And then, like, Liam kind of, like, slashes him. And then he's just like, ow, it hurts. And then he turns back into a person. And then, like, I guess. And she, like, she, kind of like, tackles, tackles Liam. And then he ends up with a knife in his he chest. He falls, like, on his knife or something like that. So, like, sort of she's the murderer. Definitely. Like, I thought about that. She definitely murders him. But <laughs> They really dance around it. Like I mean, good for her for getting her, like, you know, not being afraid of him anymore yeah. and stuff. Like, that's kind of great. But also, yeah, she totally murdered that yeah. dude. I really wish there was more female ownership in most of these stories. Yeah, because it's written for us. Yeah. Like, it's definitely catered towards women. I, like, we'll explore this so much more as we go on. But if there's one thing that I've learned from these stories is that there is something appealing about not being in charge and getting swept up in this stuff. Yeah, and, absolutely. And not necessarily wanting it or needing it and, like, getting swept away. And it's so against your character. And I would never do this in a million years, but here we are. Instead of, like, this is what I want. Right. That's just... It's not a thought that occurred to me too much as me being the person that I am. But I think that is a big theme in this kind of stuff is especially when it there were some other mail order bride stories that I read forever ago. We were talking about this. that It's like it's usually people who came from like really hard circumstances and then go to these like billionaires who take care of everything. Yeah. And I mean, there's always some crazy drama that goes along with it. But that's the ultimate thing is like suddenly like this weight of having to look out for yourself is gone. Yeah. And it's like, uh, like that whole, I, like, I don't know. I, I would never do this. I've never done this before yeah. kind of thing is probably definitely appealing to a lot of women for probably some psychological reasons. I'll be able to articulate it better in a later episode, <laughs> perhaps. But that's, we're still getting it's used to it. Definitely something that I've noticed. Is, yeah, no, uh, I've, I've noticed it too. 100%. It's not like these stories aren't just like I want to have sex, so I'm gonna have sex. They're like, ooh, how did I end up here? Yeah, there's definitely a lot more to, to it than that. Yeah. Like, I mean, definitely, like, the sex has got to be what you're initially going toward this for. You're yeah, like, but um, it, there's this thing about the reluctance of it that's, like, forgiving it. Yeah. That, to me, I'm like, why do you feel like you need to be forgiven for this? Well, don't but you I know? guess a lot you're of... You're a woman. Yeah, how you dare you? Shit. Why are you wearing shoes? Get back in yeah. that kitchen. <laughs> we only do it missionary in this house. <laughs> Woman on top. That's crazy. <laughs> now you're going to say that pizza's for breakfast. <laughs> oh my God, pizza for breakfast. That's the it's best. It's the best. Especially cold. Yes. Cold pizza for breakfast is the Hell bomb. Yes. So that's what this is. This is women discovering cold pizza for breakfast. Yes. <laughs> and that's it. That's the story. I think they get married mm-hmm. at the end, but it's just like a little like. Bleep. They do get married at the end, which is something that. Oh, yeah. And I she brings her family to up to meet them, and they're like, oh, he's great. The yeah. end. <laughs> where am I okay well, oh I'm losing my place we so took that, so many notes that was I took so many notes um I wrote wedding everyone is happy forever <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> because I was getting real salty by the end of this yeah definitely 
So I also wrote kind of why I think bears were involved in this story, but we can wait until we get to the yeah, end of all the stories I definitely want to talk about the whole theme of bear shifting yeah. just separately, because there's a lot of similar themes to all three of them. Yeah. All right, so. Oh, I can't even read my own handwriting. Oh, there it is. Okay. My last note on this book was, I don't understand Cindy's choices, but I don't dislike her. Drew is a dick and is totally unappealing to me. My final note is, la, 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 I'm a bear. I love you. I love you. Oh, how droll. All one what? sentence. I don't know. How girl? How droll. Droll. Like, oh, like, look at this lie. La, 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 I'm a bear. I love you. Oh, that's fine. Because <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. He made a big fucking stink about mm-hmm. her hiding her identity to hide from her abusive husband. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, I've been lying about who I am the whole time. She's like, I love you. Yeah. She was very accepting of the whole, like, supernatural <laughs> bear shifting aspect. I would have been so mad. Yeah. But that's it. Um, I probably would have instantly lost my mind <laughs> at how insane that is. That is the cow bear's mail order bride. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about the next one. Let's talk about the okay. plot for, um, what is it, The Alpha's Heir? And that's yes. book five in like a series of, about like this one clan of alpha bears, I I noticed, because um, there's books written about all of the different characters. Um, and it doesn't appear like you need to read them in order. They're just kind of all mm-hmm. linked together. And this was the first one, I think? No, this was the fifth one. This was the fifth? Yeah. Okay. This one was, like, book five. Wasn't oh, wait. It? I don't know. I don't know oh, anymore. Alpha? They all kind of blend together. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, never mind. This yeah. is the first one. The third one we're going to talk about. Is the fifth one. Is the fifth yeah. one. It's, uh, it's <laughs> kind of a running theme that with all of these, that there's, like, a bunch of in a series, but you don't need to yeah. read them in order. They're just all kind of in the same world. Yeah. They're focusing on different people in the same Thing. So, same like, all this, weird ass some of the world. same characters will pop up, but different people are fucking right. different people. Yeah, in different ways. So. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about The Alpha's Heir. Now, this one's really short. It's mm-hmm. only, like, 66 pages, I think. Yeah. So it's a quick read. Um, mm-hmm. If you're feeling like you, you're not so sure about this whole bear thing, this might be a good one to start just by yeah. length alone, not by any other measure. Was that a um, dick... Uh, reference? Oh. I'm writing it down. Penis joke. Um. <laughs> boner joke. Accidental jokes, boner jokes have got <laughs> to be the bomb. Um, yeah, so like um, the Cow Bears Mail Order Bride was like 200 pages. So these are all mm. relatively short books. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, this one's real short. Actually, like mm. I in the back of the Kindle section, it talks about how they're really like they're short stories. Yeah. Like, they describe them as short novels. So they're specifically like oh, just a, there were a lot in that series too, mm. or a lot by that author in different groupings of series. And they're all supposed to be very short. So if you want like, you know, know a good 10 pages of boning and then some like loose story around it (laughs) yeah i i would go here Mm -hmm. so um this one is by aj tipton which is actually two women oh cool i think i don't remember their names but it's the a and j are the names of the women it's like ashley and jess or something that's awesome i can open the book but why isn't this us I don't know. should just be our lives now. <laughs> just write a KB bunch of... KB Tipton. <laughs> we'll steal their last name. <laughs> our names, our last names wouldn't squish together very well. Um, Fulton. Oh, actually, yeah. No, it would. That's good. <laughs> KB Fulton. Coming right. to you. Sexy stories about sexy people. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the Alpha's heir. Mm-hmm. Um, so... 
<laughs> the first note that I have about this is, boy, this sure says alpha a lot. Because the first, <laughs> it opens with a fight between mm-hmm. a father and a son. And the father's yelling about how you've basically brought dishonor on your family and you need to honor your obligations to your clan. And he's like breaking shit and yelling. And just every other line, they're like, As they're I both can sense bears. the alpha in him. and Because mm-hmm. the dad is the alpha of the clan and the son is going to be the alpha of the clan once the dad is dead or dead, I guess. something yeah. um he's the heir the alpha's mm-hmm. heir <laughs> um <laughs> so we learn right off the bat and this guy the main guy's name is orson mm-hmm. um and his dad is named nikolai um which orson like how many orsons do you know other than orson wells i was gonna say i could like, only think of orson wells not the sexiest <laughs> name that's all i'm saying oh orson oh <laughs> <laughs> i just no mm. you know what your mileage may vary. <laughs> Maybe that's sexy to you, but yeah. I immediately thought of Orson Welles. Yeah. Or Same Orson here. Scott Card. He wrote Ender's Game. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what he looks like. Two but... very sexy men. Yeah. I don't know what Orson Scott Card looks like. I just think he's against homosexuality, so he sucks. Oh, all right. Um, that's not great. Yeah. We're pro gay dudes here. Yeah. <laughs> and ladies and everything. Yay. Sex positive, clearly, because we're talking yeah. and reading about pornographic stuff anyway so um yeah so they're fighting about obligations so Mm -hmm. clearly you see right off the bat nikolai is like old school whatever that means he follows the old traditions of his clan and his son is a disappointment somehow he doesn't have a lot of scars on his body so he's not a fighter yeah there's a lot of bear shifter lore in this book yeah but there still is no fucking explanation about where they come from no but there is a lot more lore about who they are and how they interact with each other. So there are bear clans. I'm yep. assuming they're yes. families. Yeah. Uh, because there's an alpha to each his clan. His fiance is from a different clan. So it's, yeah. like, a, it's like old school marriage. What yeah. marriage was for, like about uniting families yeah. and so economic purposes and stuff like that. Um, exactly. So he wants his son to marry Cleo because she's from this other clan and it's all very political. Orson is a disappointment to Nikolai because Orson is, like, a software developer, and he likes fucking human ladies, Yeah, and he doesn't really care about fighting, so his dad's just all, like... Fight other bears and blah blah whatever. I don't know. I didn't get it's a whole a, lot of it. Like fra- like hyper masculinity versus yeah. like, like the more like I guess you could say like our generation is a little more accepting of like uh, gender as a spectrum instead yeah. of a, a hard line. And yeah. so like I guess you know uh, even though um, Orson is still pretty masculine, he's yeah. he's a little closer to the center than. Nikolai yeah. would like and basically. like he's got all of this success as a software developer yeah, he's a billionaire he's so like, rich and he's he's so well known that his father doesn't give a shit about like oh you develop software yeah, I don't care like at go one point punch someone where he's like throwing his shit around he's like yeah. and he he specifically like the author mentions that he specifically throws an award that he got for yeah. his engineering yeah and like development prowess yeah like screw your ingenuity and technological savvy that's made us billions of dollars billions of dollars like (laughs) how can you think someone's a disappointment when they make more than 99 percent of the people who live on this goddamn earth (laughs) (laughs) yeah all he wants is for his son to get in fights and show his toughness rub some dirt on it masculine toughness um, in this book, they also describe the bear as, like, living in his chest again, yeah, which I thought was 
interesting. He doesn't like address it though, really. Yeah. Like the bear says things and he's like, Mah. but Yeah, he definitely has less of a dialogue with his own bear. Right. Um, but he did he did say something about like the bear clawing yeah. at his chest or like the bear in his chest or something right. like that. And then something else I notice as a running theme is like the bear is always trying to come out. And the person is always trying to talk just the bear out of it. Yeah. Except for the last book. So I guess just these right. two. There are a lot of times where, like, the bear wants to escape. And the guy's always like, no, stay in there, bear. Keep like, your feelings inside, like a good Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boys don't cry. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was something. Okay, sorry. I have to go back really quickly to the mm. um, cow bear's meal order bread because there mm. was something about him going off into the woods to cry so that his yeah. brothers wouldn't see them. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God. And, like, his brother came out as a bear and, like, he didn't want to turn to a human. They were just, like, sad, weird sad, bears together. Weird bears. <laughs> Okay, so back to this. Sorry, yes. I just that made me That's think of okay. that. Um, okay, yeah. So they yell and fight, and then finally um, Orson's like, "All right, Dad, I will respect your wishes. I'll honor my engagement to Cleo." And then he, mm-hmm. the dad, leaves, and Cleo comes in, and we're like, "All right, cool." So we've got our supervillain probably because these books seem to hate skinny women, and they oh, just describe yeah. her as basically like a Hollywood ideal, like very thin, mm-hmm. very like blonde and beautiful. But she's also like successful and sassy. Yeah, and stuff. she's incredibly put together. Yeah. Um, but then we find out that neither of them want to get married. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to have some sort of romantic foil, which is cool. Yeah. Because yeah. it seemed like automatically also, like Cleo was going to be the villain. Yeah. And she is not trying to take advantage of him by this marriage. She doesn't want any part of it either. And no. she thinks that Nikolai is completely outdated in his way of thinking. And right. she doesn't want it to happen at all. Like is, right. is actively trying to fight it. So this was a cool twist. I liked mm-hmm. that they're yeah. actually. They I was decide, very glad to see that. Yeah. These, I immediately thought she was going to be the villain. Yeah. Because it seemed like the way that they were describing her. Because it seems like when mm. the love interest is a big, beautiful woman, that immediately any other kind of woman is disgusting. Yeah. And so, because they did that with the ex in the Cowbear's Mail Order Bride. Yeah. The ex who deceived Drew was skinny and sad yeah. and crazy and terrible. Yeah. So, I that's definitely where I thought this was going. But instead, they actually plot together to... Uh, to... to basically change this for them because neither of them want to get married and basically the way to do that is to get Nikolai to not be the alpha anymore Mm -hmm. and the way that you do that the way that the alpha transfers to another person is if either they have to fight at a full moon fight at a full moon and the rule is to draw first blood Mm -hmm. um and so that's that so he can unseat him that way or if Nikolai were like to like die of old age or something but it seems like in the beginning he's almost baiting him to challenge him yeah so you can kind of see where this is going yeah so they decide that like in two weeks that Orson is going to challenge Nikolai to become the alpha and then he won't have to get married anymore and they can Mm -hmm. just be two super billionaire cool bear people yeah doing their own billionaire (laughs) bear people things (laughs) So that's the plan, and that's cool. And then mm-hmm. um, we cut to another perspective, and that is of the um, love interest, Casey. Mm-hmm. She is a bartender and an aspiring caterer. Mm-hmm. She's and- clumsy. Yeah. Um, she likes shifters. So she already is, she's a human, but she's a part of this world. Right. She works at a bar that caters specifically to supernatural people. Yeah, the so- bar is called Audrey's. Yeah. Woman-run business. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Audrey's a There's witch. There's witches, yeah. Uh, they mention all different kinds of shifters yeah. and vampires. Mm-hmm. And, um, Something they mention that I wrote down adorable, they mentioned fox shifters. Mm. 
Yes, I, I want to know what that is. Yeah, foxes are so cute. Yeah, I would <laughs> definitely want to shift into a fox. That's adorable. Right, and like that's like I mean, not to say that foxes aren't murderers because they are. Like they they do prey. On, yeah, like smaller animals and stuff like that. But like of the shifters and like supernatural things that we've come across in these books, mm-hmm. it's definitely like the like cutest. Absolutely. Like because everything else is like a bear. Or yeah, a everything else or a is like a, a big like yeah a big like murderous they animal. Like, Panthers or cougars or something yeah. like that. They mentioned cat shifters, but they're yeah. like big cats. They're not right. like little yeah, not cute like, household yeah. cats. So fox is like that's like the first thing that you're shifting into that's smaller than it's a not human. Like super and dangerous. It's not yeah. Moderately dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if a not fox could take down, down a fox human. Shifters, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Offensive. <laughs> I am so fox shifter shaming right now. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like that. That sounded yeah. adorable. I want to know so about cute. fox shifters and like. Yeah, it's it's interesting to think about because if you want to think about the benefits of being a bear shifter, you're big and powerful. Being like a cougar or a panther, you're big and powerful. When you're a fox, right? Like a little like eat a squirrel. Yeah, (laughs) what you could do as a human if you really wanted to. Yeah, yeah. But I just don't really see the immediate benefits of it, but I still think it's really cute. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. Um, then anyway, so we digress. There's like the supernatural bar, and Casey works in it, and she yeah. knows it. She's well acquainted, um, and she, she also has a catering business. Yes, she um, basically right off the bat is like freaking out because she had a catering job, but the um, person canceled really close to the event. So mm-hmm. even though like she's making like fifty percent of the money, she's still losing out on a lot. And for somebody who's starting out, that's like a really big hit. So she's mm-hmm. kind of fretting about that. And then her boss is like, Oh, sell your um like the catering food that's going to waste, sell it in the bar. Mm-hmm. And um so they do and that's how I guess Orson yeah, and Casey Orson first start Orson talking. ends up buying it out of her. Yeah. And and takes all the food. Like he buys all the food and brings it home. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, so Which, he frequents this bar. They've noticed each other before. Yeah. Um, but they've both been like, she doesn't like me, and like never talked to each other until mm-hmm. the food. So the food's kind of the catalyst for the beginning of their mm-hmm. correspondence. Sounds and like the writing letters. They're talking in person. <laughs> I I might be remembering it incorrectly because I read these all at the same time but <laughs> i feel like this was the most body shaming one 100 percent. which she yeah. describes herself as heavy she describes herself as fat she talks about how she can't believe that his chest is as wide as her waistline that i'm like how? yeah like there's a lot uh, of that's the point where, I was like, where she says how like, big could her waistline be that like a man's chest couldn't possibly be as broad as it yeah, that I'm like, seems... I'm not a skinny woman. There's not no, a lot of men with smaller chests than my waistline. Like, regardless of your size, women's waists still tend to be pretty small. Yeah. Like, I, like you yeah. think about, like, a man's chest. I'm thinking, like, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Like, like what kind of, like, tiny person do you think? I, I don't know. I don't know. Unless you, like, didn't have a waist. Like, if you were, like, obese enough that your waist is kind of gone. Yeah. Which it doesn't sound like she is. It sounds like she's very hourglassy, whatever yeah. width that may be. So, yeah. like, she, if she has a waist, then it's not going to be broader than a man's chest. Like, just yeah. by science. If you're just going by science here, it's yeah. just, it doesn't work. Yeah. But clearly she hates herself enough that yeah. she thinks that. Um, and there's, like, another comment that she makes where she says, like, um, if she were to approach him, he would never go out because men like that want women that they can work out with. And Yeah. You know. Yeah, so, yeah, she talks about being rejected in the past by, like, that as code for 
men thinking that she's too fat. Yeah. Is like, I want someone I can work out with. And so she writes just him for off. women who don't eat. Yeah. Yeah. So she thinks, like, he could never possibly be interested in me because of her body. But he's super into her. Yeah. He and his inner bear are like, yeah. that is my thing. Yeah. <laughs> break me off a piece of that. <laughs> okay. Um, but he doesn't approach her because he, like, bear shifters have really good hearing, apparently. Which is and a nightmare. Yeah. I would hate that. I, Yeah. I hardly hate hearing at regular human levels. Yeah. Like, people are terrible. <laughs> Sounds are terrible. Uh, but, um, yeah, so he thinks that she wouldn't be interested. They both think neither is interested mm-hmm. in the other, and so they don't talk until this catering thing mm-hmm. happens. And then, um, yeah, so how does he – he he invites he, her to an he event. He invites her for – this was confusing. Yeah, I didn't quite understand this part. It sounds like he's inviting her to cater an event. She shows up thinking that she's coming to a catering consultation. Right. But there is a full swing black tie party going on in his house. Yeah. With uh, clear caterers there. Right. So then he invites her upstairs. Ooh. So – in. Like, from the first place, I was like, what did you agree on? Yeah. Because when they made those plans, I was like, it sounds like he wants her to cater an event, but he didn't didn't tell her how many people would be there. He didn't tell her what time. Like, he just says, I "I wish you to cater an event, bye. And then he kind of disappears. I wasn't sure if he was trying to, like, get her for a consultation for catering or if he was trying to get her to a networking event. Yeah. It was not totally clear, but he, he invited her. He basically used her business weakness. Yeah. To lure her into his magnificent mansion. Yeah. And so then, yeah. she thinks she's coming to a catering consultation. Right. And this is what I didn't think was necessary. Like, he could have just invited her over for that type of ruse. And it just been the two of them. Yeah. But he was actually having, like, I a think full he swing might party get going off on. on. like... His other bear buddies other hearing, hearing it? it? Yeah. Because they all, mentioned like, yeah. that. Like, everyone can hear what we're doing, by the way. Like, cool. That's horrible. Thanks for telling me. Like, there's 100 <laughs> people downstairs, and they can hear you doing it. Like, like I that's don't definitely think something actually... you want to mention after the fact. Right. Who know, You know what? She might get off on that, too, if she knew. <laughs> or actually, she finds out, like, halfway I mean, she through. Could, you know, I'm just saying he could have let her know before. Right, right. To, to see how she felt But yeah, I don't it. see why he didn't just invite her over, like, one-on-one like, to plan yeah. a thing. Or maybe he thought exactly. she'd be more comfortable in a crowd, but then they never go to the but, party. Yeah, exactly. She walks right yeah. past the party immediately, and they never yeah, go Yeah, she out. sees that, like, everyone's in fancy dress, and she's like, oh, I gotta yeah. get the fuck out of here. She doesn't even get and that. she tries to leave. And then he's like, no, I have something for you upstairs. And he, like, has a dress for her to wear and then that like, he doesn't even get all the way zipped up on no. her before taking it back off again yeah it seems like, pretty pointless yeah i know it didn't it was just kind of like a flaunt of wealth yeah which a lot of these um this one and the next one ooh, that we're going to talk about um mm. it's bear shifters with money and they kind of throw yeah. it around in really weird ways yeah um but maybe that's just me not understanding how rich people do things with money because i don't have it yeah <laughs> but also the appeal of wanting someone else's yeah. is not something that resonates with me. Mm-mm. No, I've never dated a man who's had a lot of money. Yeah, um, like, ooh, this man bought me this expensive formal gown exactly to my size. Yeah, like, like yeah, that's not you know a fantasy size? I've like, ever had asked, my entire life. He never answered. Yeah, he was just like, I, I pay attention to things that I want. Uh, you can but, like, pay attention and still be really wrong because if you've ever looked at women's, women's sizes, sizes, I don't know, I don't know size. women's sizes. I think I'm an eight. <laughs> no, it, okay. So, like, on average, I'd say like I'm like a size eight in a dress, but it can mm. range from an eight to like a 12, depending on who makes it. And yeah. that's if you go by and the, the US size. 
dress. If you go with the UK, mm. I'm like a size uh like 10 to 14 yeah um and yeah so and then some things go by like the actual physical membership memberships wow <laughs> measurements and so like i can be anywhere from a size 8 to 10 pair of jeans to like a size like 36 or something like that yeah. and it all depends and like it's not uniform no matter yeah. where you go so it's how not based does on this boner or anything no what size this poor woman is <laughs> like it's just not physically possible because he pays attention <sighs> I, the dialogue in this book was not good. It was atrocious. Okay, so... <laughs> we have so many feelings. I have a lot of feelings. Um, so, well, if we just want to finish the plot out, yeah. so... There's not much they, more to this. They do it. For like 10 um, pages, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they do so, it for a, a while. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's like flash forward to two weeks later, right. where... The plan she's, is about to go off. Yeah. She's been hanging out there, cooking a lot of food, um, which was a, a note that I took. Like, I want recipes I from this book. I want to eat all of the food that they They mention jalapeno peach coleslaw. Right? What I the fuck is that? that? Give that to me. They Put it in my mouth area. so many different kinds of foods in this book. I want a recipe book based off of this I know. Romance I think novel. that made me hornier than, like, anything else. <laughs> I was like, lobster butter sauce? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You need to write this shit down. Like, I'm just going to highlight the sections of the names of food. Um... <laughs> Um, so yeah, she's so. hanging out. They're falling for each other. Uh, so it's a flash forward to he's about to go fight his alpha dad in yep. their bear contest. <laughs> dick swinging contest. Yeah. Let's be real. It's just a dick swinging contest. Yeah. <laughs> so they go fight and... Um, so the rules are mm. first blood. So whoever draws first blood wins. And mm-hmm. Orson does draw first blood. Mm-hmm. So he wins. But Nikolai is like old school and that's not enough for him. Yeah. And so he's basically like keeps attacking his son. Yeah. So he's he like, basically takes a like, pot you're shot going to him. have to kill me yeah. to be the alpha. And I, to be honest, skimmed through this part. Uh, so I know they at some point they started chanting dishonor. Yeah, that dishonor. was really weird. It made me think of that part of Game of Thrones where Cersei's walking through the streets, shame the streets, and then like yeah. shame, ding. <laughs> and I was also like, that's kind of like a the weirdest thing to just chant and for that to like solve it. Yeah. So uh, I can't remember. I don't now. remember if he so kills did, his dad. I, yeah. Did they just shame him out of it, or did he kill him? I don't, I don't know. Remember. But either way, I like I don't yeah. remember. I read this so, last night too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Orson is the new alpha, and yeah. now he doesn't have to marry Cleo. Cleo. He's free to marry uh, Casey, which he already wants to marry. The dirty, disgusting they all move human. So fast. Yeah. Like I yeah. get. Yeah. There's another one. This romances. one ends in an engagement. They all do. Yeah. Yeah. Which was making me think of, like, Shakespearean comedies. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Everything true. But, ends, like, don't, like, let's not compare Shakespeare <laughs> to this stuff, guys. Like, I mean, I, I really... I, <laughs> I really enjoy this stuff, but it is... It's not the same. <laughs> this is not Shakespeare? There's no nuance, period. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, guys, all of these are written in iambic pentameter. <laughs> uh, that takes talent. Yeah, that's really hard. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, okay, so it ends so up. It that, ends in an engagement slash penetration. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because the way it happens is so <laughs> jarring and He's upsetting like, that it was I almost know. funny. I know, he, like, I forgot. <laughs> he asked her to marry him and she like pushes him down and jumps on his dick and says, yes. <laughs> 
Drake. <laughs> like, are you Oh my god, I serious? forgot. That was amazing. No, <laughs> every book should end that way. I don't care what it's about. End it with jumping on a dick. Yes. <laughs> and then answering a question. <laughs> yes. So there were a couple other things I wanted to mention about this. There was a part that legitimately made me laugh. <laughs> so when she shows up to his mansion or what whatever for the consultation and then ends up being a party his door is answered by a butler and she's very surprised to see a real butler in real life as any of us would be that aren't fucking billionaires yeah so she gets lost in the house before she finds him and she can't find the butler again and she couldn't remember his name and she (laughs) says This is a quote from the book. Should I holler standard butler names? Is that offensive? (laughs) Yeah. That made me laugh. That was amazing. (laughs) Is that that? offensive? Like, that that would offend butlers to yell out, like, Jeeves. That was, like, the best thing about her. Because, like, Casey is, again, kind of, like, uh, kind of nothing. Like, she has, like, her catering aspirations. But other than that, she doesn't really seem to have much of a personality. Her personality is clumsy and self-conscious. Yeah, which, I mean, (laughs) that's all all women are like. (laughs) Um... But, like, that's, like, the first time she, like, makes a good joke and stuff. And yeah. So I was like, she's that, funny. Why that was so funny. More? I was like, that is a fucking great joke. Yeah, I was that really was happy good. Um, Something gross that was in this book. <laughs> so when he buys all of her food and then he goes home and he eats all of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he eats Bears all this. are hungry. He eats all this chicken and mm-hmm. is thinking about how much he wants to have sex with her. I don't know if you remember this. There's Peeling her clothes off like the chicken skin. That was gross. <laughs> That's not what I was gonna say. That but made that was me gro- feel gross. I almost wrote that down, but then I didn't. <laughs> that made me feel gross. So he ate all this chicken, and he's talking about how hard he is. And oh, then God, that's right. He there's starts, a line like, about grasping his shaft in his greasy, fried oh, yeah. chicken-covered hand. That's that's right. a line from I this book. I forgot about that. That is <laughs> fucking disgusting. <laughs> okay, so like I just wrote down like, no. <laughs> we're clearly fine with like having sex with all kinds of weird people like yeah. supernatural beings multiple people Please people the same sex but chicken something about chicken dick? grease as like lube is just a step too far that, yeah i bet it is that actually probably like pretty good lube though but like don't do it that no, sounds really they make it. lube just 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 buy <laughs> lube guys or like spit on your hand isn't that what you <laughs> isn't that what you do if you're like real manny just tui <laughs> i don't know how dicks work <laughs> Clearly, we need some male guests to tell us how dicks work. <laughs> Says two women who've been in long-term relationships with guys. Yeah. How do you penises? <laughs> okay, so that's the Alva's heir. Okay, oh, also, um, the bedroom dialogue really bothered me. Oh, yeah. So Ooh. I didn't think this book was generally badly written. No. But when, no, no, like no. their sexy dialogue to each other felt like something like... A thirteen-year-old would come it's, up with it was it was very like ooh it's so scandalous like um the um the forty-year-old virgin there was a line where Steve Crow goes <laughs> yeah. oh you're nailing me cool yeah. <laughs> like that's what that's that what was it felt like so <laughs> at one point she's just on the bed and he says you look so good on my bed and she says it will look even better with you in it too like. And, and, like, immediately is like, I don't know how I felt so bold to say that. Like, First of all, that's really not very bold. No. Second of all, that doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, thinking about the subject of the sentences, you look good on my bed, it will look better with you in it. Like, you're not even... 
paying attention to what he's saying. <laughs> You're talking about the bed. He's talking about you. Do me on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she had said that. I'm so sexy, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really want a recipe for that jalapeno yeah, peach coleslaw. Oh, my coleslaw. God. I wanted to eat all that food. All right. Let's move on yeah, to the okay. third book, which I think was our favorite yes, of the three, which is what we saved for the last. my favorite. Bear to the End by Terry Bullrider. Mm-hmm. B-O-L-R-Y-D-E-R. Sorry if I got your name wrong. But we <laughs> loved your book. Yes. <laughs> so this was our favorite by far. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, well, just on a general writing way, it was a lot less awkward. Yeah. Um, and it kind of explored some different... It's like all kind of the same story, but it's a little, I think, better handled, I guess. Yeah. And has some more nuances to the characters, which yeah. are... Um, and I thought the writing was very consistently good. Yeah, it didn't, I thought so. It, it didn't had a couple slip, like, like I feel like it didn't slip vastly going into sex scenes no. like the last book did. Oh my god! Like it, I'm it felt very sure consistent. The last book wrote the sex scene and then tried to figure out a way yeah. around it, like to like make it more than just like ten pages of dicks, yeah, and <laughs> vaginas. Um, but. Yeah, this one actually, like, I felt like had a good plot and everything. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Yeah. So this one um, kind of starts out similarly to the Cowbear's Mail Order Bride, where we have a woman who is in danger but doesn't really get into why. The mm-hmm. difference is that the the guy knows. They just don't talk about it at first, I yeah. guess, for suspense and stuff. So it's this woman um, – Charlotte. I was like, what is her name? Char. Char. Um, She goes to this security place called Bear Claw Security, and she wants to hire a guy to protect her from some sort of stalker. That's all we've Mm -hmm. got. We hear, like, a bike rider stalker. And so she meets with um, the main character guy, um, who, Mark. Mark. I was like, ugh. I, Mark and Hercules. Right. Mark and Hercules. <laughs> um, she sits down with them and basically like, is like, I need protection, but I don't want protection from a suit like you, Mark. And yeah. Mark is the main character. Mark, of the story. who is described as being six foot six. Right. And incredibly muscular. She's like, no, real you look type. too fancy. She's you can't like, do the job. I have a problem with rich dudes and I want someone who's more like mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So she's like looking for something more blue collar. Um, and Mark is like, his inner bear is like, this is my mate. I mm-hmm. have to protect her. And so he tries to talk to her, talk her into it at first. And she's like, no, I don't want a rich dude. I mm-hmm. don't want to explain it. Just no. And if you're you know, all we've got, then it's not going to work. And he's like, I'll put you with my twin brother, Bronson, mm-hmm. who does exist. Yeah. But isn't available to do the security because he's doing his own jobs. Um, So he decides that what he's going to do is dress up like Bronson and pretend to be Bronson and protect her that way. And she agrees to that. Mm-hmm. So he goes to her place and um sets up his like security cameras and stuff like that. Mm. He's dressed all lumberjacky and she's <laughs> like, "Oh, this guy is so hot." <laughs> Much better than that stupid suited guy. Yeah. Um and to like help with the lie, he tells her that he goes by his middle name, Mark. Mark. So he's yeah. pretending to be Bronson, middle name Mark, so that which is kind of smart, I guess, you know, to get around yeah. accidentally not answering Considering the, the chicken uh, cow bear kept forgetting what her fake name was. Or where she was from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Florida or Virginia, helps. Cindy. Yeah. <laughs> or California. LA. Yeah. 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 So 
this guy's got it a little more together than the yeah, last guy. He's, he's pretending to be his... Like, at least he has an identical twin to pretend to be. At yeah, first, I was and like, you're too. inventing an identical twin? That's insane. But yeah. I, the identical twin exists. He's just pretending to be that person. Yeah. And the identical twin, at some point, they mention, like, correspondence between them. Yeah. And he's like, dude, this isn't going to end well for you. Yeah. Maybe you should tell her. So, like, I don't know. I thought that was handled a lot better. But, um, yeah, yeah. so... Mark slash Bronson shows up, mm-hmm. sets up his security cameras, sleeps on her shitty couch, yeah, and um, like orders takeout for her and stuff like that. So he's kind of treating her in like little weird billionaire ways. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, this place. I know. And he like secretly replaces all of her windows with better windows yeah. while she's asleep. Yeah, like, and then she's like, "How's your company gonna cover this?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, we've got we budget for this." I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. uh, Yeah. So he does that. And then he decides to just, like, he's basically, like, her security. So he's following Mm -hmm. her everywhere. So he goes with her to work. And Mm -hmm. where does she work? She works at a women's shelter. Which is awesome. Yeah. And he is very visibly shaken up by the stuff that he sees going on at the women's shelter and how horrible men can be. And he can't fathom men treating women so badly, men treating children so badly, men treating the mother of their children so badly. Right. It's and a big he, eye opener he for is him. so shaken, which I thought was very sweet. Yeah. And I thought that was very nice. Not just um, like, I mean, they talk about him being angry about it too, but he's also like yeah. upset. Yeah. Like, he's like, like he's, he's lost all the blood in his face. He's very shaken up and admires her for being so strong and for helping other women. Yeah, and we learn that I she... I enjoy all of that. Yes. I enjoy the hell out of that. Oh, my God. And we learn that she actually went there for help initially. Mm-hmm. And then once she felt strong enough to be on her own, she was like, I have to work here. It's not a lot of money, but mm-hmm. this is something I have to do. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. I loved this. Yeah. I love her. I love this book. Yes. She was a great character. She was also... She's also another curvy woman. She's also hiding her body in loose clothing. She calls herself fat. She's not confident about her own body. Um, but she also takes more charge, I think. Yeah, absolutely. She's- when, you know, in the bedroom, she takes a lot more charge than I think any of these other women do. When right. she, like, she knows she wants him. She knows he, what she wants from him. Yeah. He, like, double checks her for consent a few times, and I loved that. Yeah. This is also the only book that we've read, I think, where they've mentioned condoms, condoms. at all. Yeah, and they mention it multiple times. Like, every yeah. time they mention the condom. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, get that protection. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's, I don't know. Safe it's a level of important. realism. Yeah, yeah, it's a level of realism that doesn't have to, like, ruin the sex for you. Right, because that's what happens in hookup culture. Like, yeah. that's, you carry a condom, and, like, a lot of women, if you don't, it's a deal breaker. Yeah. Like, so it's cool to see that in written form. Yeah. Um, I thought that was great, and he was very considerate of her and what she wanted, and she was very much like, I know exactly what I want, yeah. and it's going to happen now. Right. And that was kind of the first time that we've really seen that. Not like the women have been so unwilling, but no, just No, they like had their she, own agency, but it's definitely yeah. been more like, oh, should I be doing this? What, yeah. What am I doing? I can't believe this is happening. And she's just like, oh my God, like, I, Put that I need penis this guy. inside yes. me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love this chick. Yeah. <laughs> I also wrote down, how can she be so curvy when all she eats is yogurt and fruit? I know. <laughs> 
All they talk about her eating is yogurt until he like shoves pizza in her face. Right. Which no, no, she is has the fantastic. frozen pizzas. She so has he buys her pizza like, and he also and or- and orders in some pizza and like sandwiches she's, like, and chips a- and burgers. And yeah. Stuff. But yeah, like her thing is like yogurt and fruit. Which yeah, she like tries to eat yogurt, yeah. and he's like, "No, eat this pizza. That's great. <laughs> I want that. I know. Oh my god." <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay, so he sees her at the women's shelter. He basically mm-hmm. goes everywhere with her, and at some point, they're kind of like, Teehee, I kind of like you. I don't remember exactly how it comes out, but they do kind of... They're in the car on the way back from, like, so the, a crazy guy comes in. That's right, And that's he right. wants to get at his wife, who he believes is staying at the shelter, and he's just being kind of crazy guy, like, just... You people brainwash women into hating their loving husbands. Yeah. I have a six-inch knife. Let me get my wife out of yeah, here. That's <laughs> like, right. So here's what bothered me about that scene. She's a bear shifter. Why, Why does she fuck? never turn into She's a bear? She's like, she never turns into a bear. She's like, oh, no, my purse with the pepper spray is on the other side of the room. You're a fucking bear. I feel like even if you are a bear, you could probably still have some pretty good human type strength. Yeah. So, like, even as a human, I feel like you could probably still take that guy. Yeah. So, yeah, that part kind of confused me. I really me, like, don't understand why she did not turn into a bear immediately. No. Um, But he... He, he, he like, comes lunges. in and he goes after the guy, but he yeah. doesn't turn into a bear then no. either. He's also so. just super strong or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, so he attacks him as a man. Yeah. Um, and, like, pins him down and gets him out of there. Yeah. Um, it's and just strange because they describe him as being like so enormous. He's six and, he and a half feet the tall guy, because he? he's a bear shifter, but she's just like a normal sized chick. She's not like an Amazon. Yeah. No, he doesn't recognize that guy. He recognizes a woman who comes in as like a wife of one of his like father's associates. Oh, okay. I, so I read this book a while ago and then I was just reading it this morning and I didn't finish it. Gotcha. So I don't remember a lot of details. <laughs> That's okay. I finished it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot that goes on. So after all of these incidents, I mm-hmm. guess, the, yeah, they're talking about it in the car. Yeah. And they're like, well, we should yeah. maybe go on a date or something. He's like, I have a crush on you. And she's like, oh, me too. But I shouldn't yeah. because I need to protect myself from bad men. Yeah. She's very cagey about specifically like lying manipulative men which mm-hmm. makes him feel bad because he's definitely lying about like his name and yeah. his money and stuff like that um but they go back to her house and have sex yep then yes yep um and then they end up they're just like kind of together they're not like super defining it but they're still like kind of together right and then they go on like this cute like burger pool, pool date, date. yeah They've got, like, little bets about the pool game and stuff like like, that. like, whoever wins, one gets a kiss and the other gets a back rub or something like that. And then they go back and do it some more. Yeah. (laughs) They go back and do it in the shower. Yeah. Like, her tiny little shower. And then what happens is her ex-husband shows up at the shelter. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where things start to go a little badly for the two of them because Mm -hmm. he recognizes Mark. Because they're both rich guys, and all mm-hmm. rich guys know each other. Uh, yeah, that's um, how I understand. And it. so he says something offhanded, like, "Yeah, you always like the rich ones, right?" And she's like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Um, so they get um, him out of there. Is his name Clay? Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, boy, Clay. White boy names. Clay just makes me think of Bill Clay. I mean, think of Clay Aiken. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two very different answers. <laughs> But also, Clay Aiken doesn't seem very mean, so it was no, like really I'll, hard I'll to picture. No, just picture Bill Clay. That makes more sense. 
Um, but yeah, so like she's like, wait a minute, you're the suit that I met, and he's like, yes, I am. I'm sorry, and she's mm-hmm. furious, and she's like, I don't want to work with you anymore. So he calls um, over like a different bear security guy and mm-hmm. like his mate, because God forbid men are alone with other women in yeah. this thing. <laughs> um, and so he like gracefully gets out of the picture and mm-hmm. he's like i understand i'm so sorry i just like i felt like you were my mate and i had to protect you but i understand so i'm going mm-hmm. here's this other person who's going to protect you now what i don't understand from the beginning was why he couldn't say i don't have to wear the suit all the time yeah i can wear some yeah. jeans to protect you right or like i don't I'm, have to wear a fucking suit yeah like i'm just I wearing the really suit to that. appear professional right yeah. now like, i work in an office yeah this I is can, what I wear to work. When I'm protecting you, I'll wear the standard security guard getup or whatever. It right? Is. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Whatever they needed, they needed something. Yeah, they, and it, like, yeah. I get it. I get it. It's a little flimsy, but <laughs> like, I I understand. Okay. Yeah. So she's mad, and like the mate of the new guy is mm-hmm. like trying to talk her down and like trying to be like, I understand about your lying and stuff, but like. You know, he's a good guy, and I think she knows it, but she's still pissed off, um, and Drew's keeping his, not Drew, that's the other guy. Oh, my God, I'm oh, so sorry. Yeah. It's all these fucking Mark. bear guys. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Mark is keeping his distance, and he's being good, and then the ex-husband comes back, and he's basically, like, threatening the lease that the shelter has, because that's, like, the one thing that Char, like, mm. really, truly cares about. Yeah. And is really vulnerable about. Um he outbids the landlord for their lease and he basically contacts Shar and is like, if you come back with me, I won't do anything to the women's shelter, but if you don't, I'm closing this fucker down. And so she sneaks away from the bear guy yeah. somehow, which doesn't make <laughs> sense. She sneaks out and texts Mark. She's like, demoted or something. Right? Terrible Stupid. Security. And his name is Limes. Limes. Oh, yeah. There were so many ridiculous names. Like and I think Bronson, the only reason, Limes, Hercules, yeah. or something else, and then Mark. Yeah, poor Mark. <laughs> he really got shafted there. Yeah. Boner joke. Yes, yeah, starting it down. <laughs> but yeah, so she sneaks out. She texts Mark, and she's like, "Look, I like, I know, I kind of hate you, but I know you'll save me. So yeah. here's my hus- ex husband's address because he's definitely gonna get me." Yeah, and she sneaks out to stop him from basically like ruining this woman's shelter for mm. everyone and mark goes and bear fight because clay mm. is also a bear <laughs> double bear double bear um but yeah so he wins basically mm-hmm. and um they're like oh, i love you i forgive you for everything <laughs> and that was make out sounds it's i'm an excellent lover <laughs> Um, and that's, that's basically it. Like, Mm -hmm. he, he ends up, like, buying the women's shelter so that she won't have to go through this again. Mm -hmm. So it's another, like, billionaire, like, look at all this money I have. I replace your windows. He throws a lot of money at her. Doesn't he buy her a new bed, or does he just talk about wanting he to buy her a new about bed? He plans about, like, he says, like, at some point I'm going to buy her yeah. a new bed. But then I guess they end up moving into his place or something mm-hmm. eventually, because he's like, I'm sorry I have all this opulence around. I can, <laughs> yeah. like, we can move somewhere else. And she's like, no, it's part of you, so I love it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they're, like, I mean, ultimately we really liked this one, but there are yeah. some parts to it that were like, that doesn't make sense. But clearly we mm-hmm. were just trying to, like, wrap it up at this point. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they 
they get engaged and they're going to be happy. I was just going to ask that. So this was another one that ended. They all ended engagements. Yeah, and like after all the shitting, (sighs) this is not Shakespeare. (laughs) I will defend the bond till I die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm the worst. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so this ends in an engagement too, and they Mm -hmm. make a mention of how big the diamond ring is, which is after all of like. Char like being like I hate wealth that yeah. like I'm like why did you accept a big ass rock then but whatever who cares they're happy they love yeah. each other gonna they're gonna like do it on a cloud now I don't know <laughs> they're they're great yeah <laughs> so and then that's um yeah that's bear to the end mm-hmm. and that is the one that's book five yeah in the I'm bear assuming, claw security series yeah. I'm assuming the other books follow the different. Yeah, members so of probably the like how Lyme meets his mate Jamie that is yeah. in the book, and maybe something about Hercules, Hercules. or Bronson. Yeah, God, these names. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this one was our favorite because clearly Char Absolutely. is like way more. She was great. I just want to read and, more about her career at this women's right? shelter. Right, I want to learn more about the women's shelter. She was I mean, a great it's character. not sexy. It's yeah, that's not going to be sexy. But I wanted to learn more about it. Yeah, and clearly these books are for horniness. So like, <laughs> I get why there isn't more about it. But yeah, I wanted to know more. Um, but yeah, so those are the three books. So welcome to the wild world of bear shifting. <laughs> it's uh, something. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now um, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about like, I guess all three of the books together mm-hmm. about kind of the themes of all of them and um, the characters and everything. So mm-hmm. let's just get into bear shifting just in general. Why is bear shifting sexy? Really? Like, why is it sexy? Why is this a thing? That part I have not figured out. No. Like, specifically bears, can't figure it out. Any animal, can't really figure it out. It does seem to make them more animalistic as a human. Yes, like, Like, there's definitely, like, some sort of raw, like penis driven yeah like, they're not always, thinking logically like just like i'm a bear i'm gonna do what i want yeah. i'm gonna fuck this thing and love it and protect it yeah Rawr. yeah they're very animalistic in human form they're described as growling a lot mm-hmm. a lot of their dialogue growling. is growling especially Clawing when they're way about out. to do it yeah. so like i guess uh, that's the appeal i would think and maybe something sexy big wise. And like yeah, they're, strong. Yeah, they definitely will protect you. And see, that's another thing. Like they're described as because they're these bear shifters. They're so big and muscular. But all of the other stories we've read, all the men are big and muscular. Yeah, that's just like it's if a pretty you're not common muscular, body type it's... in a romance novel, no matter what sort of creature you are or human. Yeah, so I it's guess... not specifically no. like, oh, well, this guy's really muscular. Like I he's thought a bear. maybe like because they were bare, they'd be a little burlier. I guess like yeah. maybe like a little. I think little there chunky. was like one one mention of chest hair, and I don't even remember which book it was. But they're not even specifically like taking on any. Like I don't know, yeah, like burliness. They're just yeah, they're just big, really hunky dudes, dudes that just turn into bears. Yeah, um, which uh, you know, so are the rest of the I'm men in romance bear novels. courtship right now because I'm just curious if it like it's real <laughs> relative, you yeah. know, like the super protectiveness and stuff like that. Yeah, but, um, yeah, they are definitely very protective. The guys in these books, they definitely want to provide security for the women, which. Oh, there's a lot of dominance and stuff like that. So I guess that makes sense because these are all mm. kind of hyper masculine. Yeah. 
dudes. Um, oh, I don't feel like reading this. Um, <laughs> it doesn't sound any, like anything remarkable that matches with these books anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, they are very manly guys. They're not super emotional. No, like that one guy guys. goes to the woods to cry. Like, yeah. <laughs> Lest anyone God see him. God forbid someone sees a man cry. My yeah, whole world you, is Drew. crumbling. <laughs> I know. God, he sucks so hard. Like, okay, so <sighs> I realize that, like, Liam is definitely worse because he's physically and emotionally abusive. Yeah. But, like, there's a thing to be said about all of the dudes really in this that are all, mm-hmm. like, so protective to the point where it is kind of possessive. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with the bear part of them because a lot of the times in these stories, the little bear in their chest is saying, mine. Yeah. Like, throughout all of these stories, the bear says, mine, mine, my mate, mine. This is my human. Yeah. This is and, my thing. And it's also within seconds of meeting them. Yeah. Every like single time. Like, their like bear the just they see knows. Them, mine. My bear yeah. can smell your pheromones. You're my mate. Yeah. Like, with it, like, instantaneously. Yeah. So, maybe I don't know, maybe that's a turn-on for some sort of person out there that, like, somebody yeah. who's so protective and so, like, you are mine and I am yours. And that's from Game of Thrones. But <laughs> it's, that's, like, the Stark wedding thing. They say uh, a bunch of names of jobs and they're like, you're yeah. mine and I am yours. And then they all die. <laughs> but anyway. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Dude, they've been out for years. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like maybe that's kind of a turn on having somebody so yeah. protective of you. Like maybe if you've been hurt so many times before, like there's there's this guy out there mm-hmm. who's strong and will protect you and in every way, physically, yeah. emotionally, like is so guarded over you. And maybe that's kind of a turn on. Yeah, and none of this is frivolous sex at no, all. No, this, this is all, is like, all like, very like soulmate sex. Like they're all ending in engagements or marriages. Right. These are all like each other's soulmates, and they make a really huge deal about that connection that they have together. Right. It's not like sex for fun because sex is fun and, and Which it is. lighthearted. Yeah. I need to point that out. Well, Just yeah. like that, like, yeah. We shouldn't put that down, but this Absolutely. is all very romantic. Exactly. Like, this is very, soul very soulmate driven. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is interesting. Yeah. When, you know, if we want to compare this to regular old porn... I don't know how much of that exists in regular old porn. No, it's really I just certainly your don't think off. the majority of them end in marriages and engagements. It's not they the driving factor. They barely end in conversation. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, a lot of this is like it's not even you know they they talk about mates a lot in right. these books. I guess specifically because they're bear shifters, but it's a lot about finding the soulmate person right. that you're gonna spend the rest of your life with. Like, the women and have it's these like that allows too. you to. I, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but I feel like that allows you to have sex that you enjoy with them right. instead of just having sex you enjoy well, with someone because you enjoy just, having sex with someone. Yeah. It's like because if you're doing like, that, you're a slut. We get married. Yeah, exactly. But but I'm gonna marry him at the end, so it's okay. Yeah, like I, that's the kind of thing that. Is kind of rubbing me the wrong way about this genre in particular. Yeah. That it feels a lot, I, I don't know. No, yeah, I, like, I totally got the same. Especially from because it. of how fast this stuff happens. Right. With the marriage. These are people who have been together for like two weeks or something yeah. like that and are married within months or something. Yeah. And. Well, neither one of us did that, so I yeah. mean, it's very yeah. different from our own personal experiences. Not yeah. that it's necessarily wrong, but it's different. Um, and, and I just feel like it's there as a justification. 
that for I, how sexy the sex is yeah like it doesn't you don't have to justify it by no. it, that this person being your soulmate or yeah. you're marrying them immediately yeah marriage you're just allowed is, to have sex with them yeah. if you want to marriage is so antiquated you know like it's mm-hmm. it was a business deal for like <laughs> decades for hundreds of years and yeah. now it's actually just for like love so there's no real weight behind it so i mean not that there's no weight behind it but like it's not the same kind of weight you know you're not yeah. like like with um the Alpha's heir, where there's mm-hmm. like dynasties that are coming together, yeah, like the arranged not, marriage. Yeah, that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, like you're not getting goats out of this or yeah. some shit. So <laughs> like, fuck. I wish just, I got goats out of it. Right? Little goats baby are goats, so cute. Little baby goats <laughs> hopping <Aww>. around. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, I don't know. Why not have sex with whoever? Yeah, gets your shit going. Maybe we'll you know? find that in some other stories, but Hopefully. I did not find that in that. the Bear Shifter stories. No, these these were all very like romantic, very like this is my soulmate, like from basically mm-hmm. instant. Yeah, scene. like for the Bear Shifters, that was like his bear saying mate mine, but the mm-hmm. women were feeling it too. Yeah, the women were just definitely like. This is, like, something I've never felt before. I'm mm. immediately comfortable. I can immediately do whatever stuff with my body that yeah. I want to, it, and yeah. it's right. So It's a lot of feeling safe for yes, the women a and a lot of feeling accepted for the women because they all hate their bodies. Right. They're all the BBWs, the big, mm. beautiful women. And so they all have these curves that, like, they have been made to hate, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, is not uncommon because society is terrible and, like, it, you know... Yes. Hollywood has, like, this one archetype and models and stuff. They're all, like, size zero, size two women Mm -hmm. with very few curves. And they're all tall and blonde and beautiful. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Like, Mm -hmm. just to put that out there. Um, But these women don't fit that type. And so they're made to be ashamed of their bodies. And these Mm -hmm. are all these super hunky, handsome men who think this ideal is beautiful. So I can see the wish fulfillment there. Because most women are curvy. Most women do not look like the people that you see in Hollywood movies. However... I really hate the thin shaming in this, too. Like, I'm not thin. Thin women have all of the privilege if we look at, like, the food chain of attractive women. (laughs) The thin, beautiful blonde women are the top of the food chain and don't, shouldn't need defending because they are the ideal. But (laughs) They've already got it all. (laughs) Yeah. But all three of these really, not so much bare to the end, but the other two really shit on, like, thin women. They definitely, they describe thin thin women as being unappealing. Like, not even just physically unappealing, but, like, the first book, the, um, Cal Bear, um, he talks about how he hates women that don't eat. Right. And they just eat their salads because they're on a diet and then they yeah. stare and at your food and they want to steal Air, your food and they get yeah. mad at you. Alva's Air Casey's like, men just want women to work out with, which is code for yeah. don't eat. And like, so it's like disparaging this other subset of women who are found attractive by other people. Like different yeah. people are attractive and that should be celebrated. Like yeah. a lot of women are more curvy. Like most women are not the Hollywood ideal. And most women do find men or women who find them attractive so different things are attractive to different people and you don't need to disparage anybody else yeah. to be beautiful like yeah. these people can be beautiful and thin cleo and yeah. thin crazy ex-girlfriend of drew can yeah. be beautiful like everyone can be beautiful and some people can be flat out ugly and all <laughs> shapes and sizes yeah not everyone is beautiful i'm just gonna like you know like it's <sighs> it's there's there's a lot of feelings about that yeah um about bodies and stuff like like it's great that we're celebrating different bodies but not mm-hmm. at the expense of others that yeah. i really did not like yeah i completely agree yeah um okay so bear shifting 
kind of get the appeal. Um, the appeal of the genre is definitely, like, tied into that, like, you know, um, all of these men, on top of being protective and stuff, also kind of, like, worship, or they mention, like, kind of, like, female body worship of some sort. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, these men who think you're beautiful even with your curves and are, like, like I want to pleasure you and stuff yeah. like that. However, only one of them sticks a face in a vagina. So, like, <laughs> I don't totally agree that any of them, they're not all body worshippers. <laughs> That's a personal feeling, though. <laughs> they're just like, I want to worship you. But then the, Drew doesn't? I'm trying no, to remember now. No. Okay. Um, only um, the... Orson does. Orson. Okay, Orson yeah. is the only one who puts a face in there. Okay. And I think that is the ultimate female worship, <laughs> personally. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's like, I mean, there are a bunch of different things you can do, clearly, because there's different, like, sex that happens in each one of them. Yeah. But, like, only one of them performs any sort of cunnilingus. And I <laughs> just think that if you truly worshipped a woman, you're going to go there. <laughs> Put your face right in there. Just get that face all up in that business. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's I I I get it. Oh, and then the all um the other note that I have is um two out of three of these involve kind of abusive exes, mm-hmm. and in these worlds that stuff is resolved. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not by the police, but by this big strong bear man. Yeah, and in the the harsh reality is for a lot of women it does not get resolved. Maybe no. you get a restraining order, but maybe you don't. And so maybe seeing that somebody takes care of this for you is. Mm-hmm wish fulfillment in some way shape or form so that's the that's the last note i had about yeah that. so i can kind of see the appeal it's somebody who's taking care of you and worships you and thinks you're great how you are and fixes your problems for you um which Ugh. sounds great in not so much someone <laughs> taking care of you but fixing your problems for you like, yeah like money i could like they're all like billionaires too like money is not a problem in any of these worlds yeah and money is a very real problem in, <laughs> in all of our world. world like i yeah i i'm not like destitute but i i have to budget myself and i mean a yeah. lot of us do yeah so the idea of someone just being like i'm gonna buy all of this pizza i could have thought of something more <laughs> opulent than pizza but i love well, pizza so much you know mark buys charlotte a lot of pizza and a lot of sandwiches yeah a lot of sandwiches and chips. Um, but yeah, so like it, just not having to worry about food and stuff like that mm-hmm. sounds pretty great. Yeah. So like I get it. I kind of get it. I still like the bear part. The the bear part is the one part that I don't yeah. totally wrap my head around. Because like bears are kind of like round. Like yeah. they go from these super muscular men to these like round floofy bears yeah and like <laughs> and bears are adorable they i know they're like some murder machines but they're really yeah. really cute and I like have you seen thinking... that youtube video of like the person waving at the bear and the bear just like no. waving back oh i have to show that okay, to you after yes. we're done doing this but <laughs> like bears are kind of cute yeah um like i mean obviously i don't think any animal is like sexy well, that's the thought i just like, had was like i don't really think bears are sexy but then i don't really like, think what? any animals other than humans are sexy right but let like, me think about it just i'm trying in case to think I'm of like other something. animals though because like other animals are like more muscular so like i get it so like like a like a if you look at like a god i'm just digging myself into a hole here <laughs> but like like what animal do you want to fuck kelly uh all of them but like (laughs) okay but like if you look at like horses or like wild cats and stuff they're not as floofy and round they're like muscular they're the same element of danger but Mm -hmm. like 
muscular i don't know i really don't know the answer to this <laughs> at all i'm really not sure who conceived of the bear shifter yeah but i salute you because <laughs> these are so fun to read <laughs> they are great like regardless of how good or bad they're written or the plots or anything like i enjoyed the shit out of them yeah same here <laughs> okay so i think we've kind of touched on it a little bit but maybe we should talk about the f- the feminism of mm-hmm. these books um because beck and i are both very feminist um we believe that people should be treated equally and that goes beyond just man and woman just Mm -hmm. everybody sexual preference you know race religion everything it's all intersectional as it should be Mm -hmm. and um so romance is very female driven it's for women it's by women um the intended audience is you know women um but are these feminists can they be feminist um So, like, if you look at the treatment of women in Mm -hmm. this, we've already talked about women who kind of hate their bodies and stuff. But what about, like, other people's perception of women? What about their perception of other women or Mm -hmm. the love interest's perception of women? We've touched on Drew a little bit. Drew hates women. Drew Drew doesn't realize he hates women. But he hates women. Yeah. Like, I have so many notes uh, for the Cowbear's Mail Order Bride. Yeah. Where it's just, like, you know, talking about how women are chatty and, you know. Women are chatty. Women are either curvy or they hate food. There's no in between. They talk about his sister-in-law being crazy. Like, if you're pregnant, If you're pregnant, you're you're crazy. I, okay. We have a lot to blame for the pregnancy crazy thing like Mm -hmm. that's perpetuated in a lot of movies and tv and stuff excuse me and um so it's not like a totally new thing but like not all pregnant women are crazy like one of my friends when she was pregnant she was just sleepy all the time yeah like she just wanted a nap she used to nap in her car between going she to didn't school and catfish going to a job. women no. for her Wait. brother-in-law to marry i like okay so the catfishing somebody is so outlandish that like anyone could have done it you didn't need to be pregnant to do that yeah um so yeah so there's just like a lot of conceptions about women about thin women about women mm-hmm. who talk about women who want to eat healthy and stuff mm-hmm. like that like everyone has their interests but god damn it can we just like leave other people alone yeah <laughs> they mention her and her crazy pregnancy hormones like, throughout so the whole many book. times like, and it's so it's so upsetting and she doesn't seem that crazy like yeah. when there's conversations she's just like la 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 yeah, I'm she's pregnant. pretty normal la, she la, just what wants, do you do wants her uh, brother-in-law to be happy yeah, and wants to have her so baby crazy yeah. I mean the catfishing thing is a little out there yeah that would have been out there regardless of who did it though like you, ugh, I don't know and then, like, yeah. with the Alpha's heir, um, that was a little more forgiving because, like, I thought they were just going to completely shit on Cleo and Cleo yeah. was going to be the villain. But she was actually kind of badass, just not desired. So that was kind of neat. Yeah. Not um, desired by the guy. Not yeah. desired by Orson. Someone's but I would assume in a future book, desired by somebody because she's described yes. as being very beautiful and very successful. She's really got her shit together. Yeah. She talks about how Nikolai is a misogynist and it right. is not okay. Right. I thought, I thought the side characters in this one were really pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah Cleo is pretty badass because she's a billionaire and she's a take charge. Mm-hmm. But also like um, at the bar, Lola is yeah. a co-worker at the bar, which is called Audrey's. I don't remember if we said that. Yeah. Um, but so she's working in this shapeshifter supernatural bar too and she's mm-hmm. badass. There's stuff about her breaking yeah. glass she's and like, yelling. She and wins an arm contest. wrestling contest and with yeah. a mountain troll or something. Yeah. I wanted to read more about I that bar. I wanted to know more about 
yeah, the yeah. bar about Lola specifically yeah. seemed so cool. So, like, there's a lot in Alphazare that's going for it, despite a lot of mentions of misogyny and antiquated mm-hmm. man-woman Yeah, but, like, they're things. calling that stuff out yeah. and fighting, like, actively yeah. fighting against it. Though I, in the first book, they're talking about how horrible women are for being pregnant or skinny. I just wrote, I just noticed one of my notes for Alphazare says, mm-hmm. Orson is a fuckboy. <laughs> Oh, I wrote down somewhere that Orson looks like Eric from The Little Mermaid, <laughs> which I meant to look him up to I make totally sure. I totally think They so. described him as, like, well, oh, no, it's in my email. They describe him as having black hair, right, yeah. blue eyes, being very big and muscular like all these guys are. Um, and like having a cleft chin, oh, which yeah. I can't remember if Eric from the no, Little Mermaid did. No, he doesn't. Gaston but, does from the Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. I'm but, getting him mixed but, up. But I mean, but they, they Gaston just, is the all like hyper-masculine and dark haired too. Yeah. He sounded a lot like Eric from the Little Mermaid to me. Which is funny because I feel like Eric from the Little Mermaid and like Aladdin are a lot of people's first like sexual fantasies from yeah. people our age. <laughs> I had a real thing for Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Eric does not have a cleft chin. No, but he has the blue eyes and the, the dark rest hair of them and the, like, is the muscle chest. Pretty much what they're describing. Yeah, no, I agree. I was thinking like shorter hair, like a little less floppy yeah. in nineties, but like kind of the same. Yeah. He's kind of like cartoon handsome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote Orson is a fuck boy. Why is he just <laughs> waving money everywhere? Because, yeah, he buys a dress that he immediately takes off of Casey and fucks yeah. her. And then like, yeah, his whole house is just like opulence and he like gives her like a stack of hundreds for her catering yeah. at the beginning and stuff. So, so he's just buy like that fried chicken to rub all over his dick. <laughs> <laughs> I will never that so get that image out of my head. <laughs> I mean I guess good for you for ingenuity, but also ill. <sighs> ill. <laughs> okay, so um we've talked about like the treatment of women and like size women's mm-hmm. sizes and things and wish fulfillment um we were talking about the Bechtel test which um if you don't know it's when two women are in a scene together not talking about a man and a lot of things and uh, they both have names isn't that a yes, part of it yes. they both have two to women have in a scene together they both have names and they're both talking about something that isn't a man so it's really basic and you'd think mm-hmm. that like every movie could pass it but a lot don't mm-hmm. like a lot of relation like uh, like rom-coms or something like that is the like, kind of the closest thing that we can kind of compare yeah. to this stuff is like it's really just like a the main girl and her best friend just like eating ice cream being like men are stupid yeah um <laughs> talking about and usually the best friend is sassy and is just like oh i've had so many weird relationships and men are trash and the woman's <laughs> like i have met this guy and like i don't know how to feel about him i've been hurt before <laughs> oh my god i want to watch your like one woman play for romantic comedy <laughs> I haven't watched a lot, but that's like, I went <laughs> through a gather. period where I was like, I'm going to watch some Katherine Heigl movies, and oh, they're God. all the same. I don't know. I hate myself, apparently. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like, it's just, it's always just women are just talking about a man and their relationship mm-hmm. to a man and what this man needs to be a better man. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's hard. And so we're like, do any of these pass the Bechdel test? And I think the answer is no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the answer is no. I think the closest we came to it was in the Cowbear's Mail order bride which has so many problems with women in other ways so many however but cindy does deliver the sister-in-law's baby yes so they're that's talking about delivering a baby which is something a man did to her my baby is coming out oh let's boil water i'm a doctor like they're basically talking about doctor stuff for like a minute and then 
that's like the only that's conversation that doesn't come around a man the, somehow. And yeah. then like as like progressive as the bear to the end one, the one with the mm-hmm. women's shelter, she mentions having a, like a friendship with the other women who work at the shelter, yeah. but you never really see them talk about anything except yeah. for like one of them, Leslie, is like, who's that piece of beef yeah. about <laughs> yeah. Mark? Yeah, like I so, think like, the only time another woman it. has a line, they're just talking about how yeah. hot the guy is. Yeah, and, and then it. like when um, uh, Mark goes away and brings the other man and the mate that comes with him is only talking mm. about Mark. Yeah. I'm like, Mark's a good guy and he was probably doing that and this was my experience with bear shifters. Yeah. So, like, none of these passed the Bechdel test and I yeah. have a feeling none, not a lot are yeah. going to. But it was just, you know, it's, it, it, we were curious about it. Yeah. Um. So, let's talk about uh, believability. I don't know if that's mm. something that people are going for in their romance or if they're just looking for, a, like, a fat dick mm. and a wet pussy. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly, like, I mean, obviously people are reading these for the sex, but, like, I don't yeah. know what else people are looking well, for in considering this. how, you know, the first book was a couple hundred pages, and there were three sex scenes in it, I think. Yes. So. I think I wrote that down. I don't remember them being terribly long. So there no. is a lot of stuff in this book that is not sex. And no. the stuff in the book that is not sex is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think her whole plot line of, like, trying to marry someone to get protection from her ex-abusive husband and then get her daughter back from her parents, I think that whole plot is unbelievable. Oh. I think it's a terrible, yeah. terrible plan. I don't think it makes any goddamn sense at all. And it takes up so much of the book. It, it does. It takes up so yeah. much. The sex is not... There were, I thought there was going to be more sex in... Actually, like, honestly, like, all three of these. Yeah. I thought the point... I really thought this was just, like, a conduit for porn. Yeah. Like, wrapped in the guise of love yeah. or something like that. And I... Maybe there is more that, like, we're supposed to be getting out of this. Like, the love and the protection and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I... That, that was kind of eye-opening to yeah. me. Yeah. I but, think there's yeah. definitely themes that people are going to these stories for in addition to the sex. Right. So, yeah, the cow bears, mail order bride, the plot is completely far-fetched. Yeah. Completely. The, like, start Never in a million like, the, years would this actually The happen. conflict over it is, like, really crazy. Yeah, like, if she just moved to the town to start a new life with a new identity, that makes yeah. way more sense than, like, the mail order bride aspect of it. I think there were too many things that she was, that the author was trying to put in. Mm-hmm. Maybe to make it original, which I understand. Um, but it was, like, kind of a little too, it was a little too convoluted for me. Yeah. Um, and then the alpha's heir, the dichotomy between tradition and new blood, mm-hmm. like that was um oh that was that was a little more believable. Yeah, the whole plot is based around bear shifters, so right. it, the whole plot is not based in our real world. No, but so, like, the way I mean, they set it up yeah. is still in a way that makes sense. Yeah, when we're talking believability, we're completely mm-hmm. negating the supernatural <laughs> stuff because obviously that's a little out there. We're talking about like the actual like situations that people are in, like their identities, yeah. the and decisions their strugg- that they're making, their struggles. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. there's their decisions outside of their bareness. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I so like, like that, that one was, was a little believable. more believable. Yeah, and then I thought the last one was the most plausible. Yeah, um, I thought the whole like I'm pretending to be my own identical twin brother thing was pretty, uh, you know, soap opera. Yeah, but but that's the li- that's of the lies that we've had in all three. That one yeah. is the most like what the fuck. Yeah, so like. That's that's a thing to lie about and to be mad about. Yeah. That's a that's absolutely like the lying about like your name because you're running from an abusive husband is like I he, the outrage was not deserved. I get feeling hurt and deceived yeah. but the amount 
of like anger and time that took up in the book for yeah. the cowbear's mail order bride was a little excessive. Yeah. Like, and I mean, he even says like when she's telling him, she's like, he gets it, but he's still yeah. just so mad about the lie. And I'm like, dude, get over and how yourself. much she even still feels unworthy of him because right. of her lie. That it's yeah. like, girl, you have nothing to be ashamed of to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Like, abuse is not something to be ashamed of. It happens to a multitude of people, men and women, yeah. for different reasons. There's different kinds of abuse, and it's never your fucking fault. Yeah. Like, I was pissed that her parents were like, and once I figured out that that's what she was running from, mm-hmm. I was really pissed at her parents for being like, you're creating a bad situation. Yeah. Like, I really thought bitch, she no, straight up not. murdered somebody. I thought somebody. she killed somebody. Yeah. yeah. Which she ends up doing at the end of the book. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> who cares about that? She is married um yeah so like there's the stigma of abuse i get the main woman i get cindy blaming herself because Mm -hmm. a lot of abuse victims a lot of rape victims do blame themselves because Mm -hmm. that's what society has taught us yeah but like your fucking parents being like you're creating this bad situation or this man being like you lied to me yeah about like this like not understand like he understood but he didn't understand like and he's like, like that's awful a big but i'm crux still of this book mad. is him forgiving her for lying about right it. but then like instead ah, of ever saying like you should never fucking have to apologize for this right it's like i forgive you like okay. they needed something and i think what probably should have happened in that book is that instead of him like the big like oh my god you lied to me thing being mm-hmm. you know you're running from a abusive man is what the fuck? You're a bear. She should have been way yeah. madder about that. Oh my god, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I mean, these were still really fun to read. So yeah, like I mean, we're picking things apart, but like, well, this I was just don't awesome. think anyone. I, you know, I don't know if anyone's done that before. So that's what we're here for. Exactly. Um, okay, so now we're getting to the last couple segments, which I think are <laughs> my favorite. Um, now, uh, if you've read anything relatively porny before, you know that like. There are some pretty funny words for everyone's genitalia. So um, we decided to write them down and talk about the weirdest ones we found. Uh, so, Becca, what there, do you have? Well, there were less weird ones than I thought there would be. Yeah, like we, okay, to, just to preface, we read a whole bunch of different genres before we got the idea for this podcast. Yeah. Like, we were just reading these for fun, and so some of these are bubba bonkers um and then when we were getting the idea like we should write down all of like the names for penises and stuff yeah. um it wasn't quite what we were expecting because we just read such a swath of things but like the bear and ones they, were pretty tame yeah and i think thinking back to like the like 80s kind of uh like classic romance novels that's like the stereotype when you think about it like his throbbing member and stuff yeah. like that like that <laughs> heaving bosom really, yeah that doesn't really <laughs> seem to exist too much no, in like, like contemporary romance fiction. no like it's kind of quick and dirty like we yeah. at least with these like i have some notes but yeah. like they're not as bonkers as i thought they were going to yeah. be yeah th- the only like, ones that i really wrote down were like her sex is oh, like yeah. her vagina area yeah just gen- area vagina in general area. like don't know her what sex part. yeah it's not very specific <laughs> people like kind of conflate like the actual vagina with the labia too so who yeah knows? like some of these like i have like what part of this is this yeah um but yeah so um i i wrote down a few more so mm-hmm. for the cow bears mail order bride they talked a lot about just like fucking cocks and shafts and stuff yeah. like that one was pretty cut I, and dry. I was thinking of those those aren't so much euphemisms no like those aren't those, are, those aren't fun those aren't yeah. fun for me to write down so i didn't write those down but i did write 
right, um, two vaginal ones, and I have slick heat and moist heat. So sometimes <laughs> heat is a noun for your vagina hole. Yeah. <laughs> Which I found kind of weird. Um, I've never thought of my vagina as a heat. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, and then for uh, the Alpha's Air, I have um, peaked bud. For that a was a nipple. nipple. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I hadn't heard that one. Yeah. Uh, peaked bud. That's kind of cute. Um, and then a lot of times they said um, passage for vagina and like the actual vagina yeah. hole. Um, like he slipped his cock into her passage. Yeah. And I, was like, I don't really like that because yeah. I feel like that insinuates that like you a, end up somewhere else I know, at the end like, of it. It feels like a boat ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like where are you at the... Other side. Like the Voyage of the Dawn Treaders. Like, no. (laughs) Don't ruin my childhood. (laughs) I'm so sorry. But I was thinking of like a ship. Like, specifically like an old timey ship. That's why I said Yeah, like you're going on a voyage. With like canvas sails on a passage. Um, So that one was kind of like. Yeah, and what what I wrote down for that book was Quim, which I'm pretty sure is a Victorian word. Victorian and like British euphemism for, you know, lady parts vaginas i was gonna say i thought it was like vaginal fluid or something i don't know i don't know something to do with I, I was surprised to read it in these books that they didn't yeah that book didn't seem like it was written by a british i think the person. term was feasting on her quim uh-huh so it i mean that could be just vagina yeah. but i think i read it was like vaginal fluid which maybe it's delicious i don't know i've never <laughs> eaten it um okay and so i had one more for alpha's air and they referred to her bits as a soaking core which i yeah core comes up a lot core comes up a lot like maybe core came up a lot in the last book yeah and i'm like a lot i'm not sure see the problem with some of these terms is i'm not sure exactly what part of the female anatomy to which they're referring Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if it's the actual vagina which is the whole part or if it's (laughs) thanks for explaining that you know well because people call the the labia the vagina and i'm like those are like the lips and then there's the clitoris (laughs) we've it's really complex apparently (laughs) and men can't figure it out because they won't open a book (laughs) but yeah so i'm not sure some diagrams for our listeners (laughs) i'll I'll make some doodles for you guys um so yeah the soaking core i'm assuming is also the vagina but i don't I don't actually know. Yeah. And then Bear to the End had the center of her desire, which I'm assuming is a clitoris because that's the center of all the good stuff that happens down there. Um, (laughs) And they referred to a penis as a hard length. That's the only good penis one. They were mostly vagina things. They were mostly just like penises were all dicks and cocks. Yeah. That was. Yeah, that was it. It wasn't yeah. very creative. Yeah, like we were expecting like throbbing members and stuff, and so that was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. A bit of a limp dick, if you will. Writing <laughs> it down. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> um. Yeah. So hopefully, with uh, future episodes and with future things that we read, we're gonna have some better genitalia words yeah. for you because I'm definitely writing down all of them because I'm five years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take better notes next time. Yeah. So I was like, is this You took cons- like 10 pages of notes. Well, <laughs> okay, so. I took a lot of notes I'm on the plot of the first notepad. book because I was so angry. Yeah, we had a lot more thoughts about uh, Cow Bears <gasps> Mail Order Bride than the other two. But also yeah. I think they, that one was the longest, maybe. I don't know. But um, It was very long. Yeah. And a lot of it was plot driven. And yeah. the plot made Which me is- so furious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, she has like ten pages of notes. I have like four pages of notes, so it's like I don't know. We're what, both crazy. Yeah. Uh, One of my notes was he's lying about being a goddamn bear person. <laughs> Fantastic. So All right. So now comes to the part of the show where we're going to mm. rate the steaminess of the books that we read mm. because all three have sex scenes and it's clearly why you read this stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Cowbear's Meal Order Bride first. Becca, how steamy do you think that was? I I gave that one a five out of ten because, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just read it a couple days ago, and I feel like the sex scenes are not really that memorable. Yeah, I wrote down basic. I have bed um, sex, tub (laughs) sex, and shower sex, but other than that, they're they weren't very memorable. Um, And I think maybe I just hated the rest of the plot so much that, and I hated Drew so much that I was like, I don't really care if you're having sex with him. Like, I'm not turned on by this character at all. Yeah, I have. I also have a five out of ten. Did not do it for me. Yeah, five out of ten bear dicks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I wrote five out of ten slash basic with an exclamation point. Like, okay, maybe I don't know if like it's like unrealistic expectations, but Mm -hmm. I feel like these are all kind of fantasy kind of things. So like, I don't know, do it somewhere else that I don't do it. Yeah. I don't think I'm that like Ad, like on the scale of sexual adventurousness, I don't think I'm like that out there. But I was just kind of like, man, I've been there. Come on, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're reading these for fantasy. You're reading right. this to see something that doesn't happen to you every day. If right. it did, you probably wouldn't be needing to read this or Maybe. or, or finding that much of an appeal in it. I don't know. I don't know. Unless you have like a thing for like boning aliens or bears or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so that one was kind of basic. But this yeah. one was also like the most plot driven. I think of yeah. the three, definitely. So let's go to Alpha's Heir. Okay. That was the dynasty's one. Oh, I one. wrote that down And somewhere. that one, yes. Okay, so this one is only 66 pages, but 10 of them were sex. <laughs> so. Was it really that much? Yeah, it was. Where the fuck um, did I write it down? So I gave that one an 8 out of 10. Yeah. I think I was uh, thinking 7 out of I, 10, but yeah, I don't know where I wrote it down. Like, I thought this one of the three was the sexiest mm-hmm. because it was 10 straight pages of doing it and, like, multiple <laughs> orgasms and stuff. Like, so that one, I think, was the most entertaining to me yeah. for that. Because um, it was definitely, like, I think he makes her um, come, like, three times and him only once. And I was like, damn. <laughs> Get it, Casey. Because <laughs> that's always awesome. Yeah. Um, so that is definitely someone who was, like into getting her off specifically and he yeah. takes pride in it i think he mentions it at the beginning with the, mm-hmm. like the girl at the beginning that his dad catches him with and he's like oh, i made her i got her off like three or four times so like why wouldn't she want to call me back but then yeah. like <laughs> and he, then she, she disappears does it because <laughs> yeah. like his family drama is way more intense than yeah. orgasms which i don't blame her i'd probably be like yeah smoke you later. i was like oh you're a bear and you're fighting your dad yeah. who's also a bear your dick ain't that great not worth it <laughs> yeah but, uh, yeah, so yeah. I thought of the three, this one was definitely, like, the steamiest. I thought that Bear to the End was, but I think part of that was because I thought it was so well written. Yeah. Like, even the sex scenes, the quality the scenes of writing good. didn't yeah. drop at all. No, I, um, I think you're right. It wasn't just like, oh, and then they're banging and they're doing it. I feel like, uh, especially was- the first book just got, like... It- 
Yeah. I don't know. The, the quality <laughs> dipped a lot. No, I think you're right. I think um, you're right. Well, Bear to the End I have is like a seven and a half, so it's like a half point difference. Because, yeah, yeah the plot's so good. The connection is definitely there. Yeah. And there's a lot of details about, like, when like when they're squeezing into the shower and he's, like, bonking yeah. his head on yeah. the shower head and stuff like that. And so, like, that was kind of cool because that's yeah. also, like, kind of a facet of sex. Is, yeah, like, it's you're adorable. Kind of, and like, it's kind of funny. Like They seem, both of the characters seemed really human to me. Yeah. And... I, you know, I thought Casey did, too. I really liked Casey as a character. Um, I was kind of lukewarm on her. <laughs> I think <laughs> I just wanted to eat all the food she was cooking. I, well, yeah. I, I just, I guess I wanted more to her. I feel yeah. like there wasn't enough to her, but it wasn't, like, what was, uh, what she was wasn't bad. I just wanted yeah. more, I guess. Because, yeah. like, the people, the women around her were more interesting to me, I guess. Because, yeah. like, Cleo and Lola were both more, like, out yeah. there to begin with. So, like... I guess just in comparison, Casey kind of suffered. But yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, I I loved Charlotte as a character, yes, and I love that she, was she took a lot of charge about yes. what was going on. And she was the only one who did she that. really got to fulfill exactly what she wanted, and um, did I like not that. disappoint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one I gave a ten out of ten because I had no qualms with it whatsoever. I thought that was great. I I, really maybe I was them. just being judgy. That's I was whatever. just like the same thing. It was like the same thing with uh, Cow Bears, Meal Lord of mm-hmm. Bradbury. I was just like, been there, done that. <laughs> but uh, um, so maybe I was like, I don't know. I haven't figured out what my expectations are from these yeah. things yet. But Doug, you're absolutely right that the connection is like definitely the best in that one. Well, clearly mm-hmm. Bear to the End is our favorite of the yeah. three. It's definitely yeah. the most um, detailed and nuanced in the plots. Definitely the most believable for us outside of the bear stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, all three of them were really fun to read for different reasons. Yeah. I think. Definitely. All right. So um, that's pretty much all we have for this first episode of CD Reads. So um, there are a bunch of ways that you can find us online. Um, mm-hmm. you, wanna- you can follow us on Twitter at CD Reads. You can follow us on Instagram. I haven't posted anything yet, but maybe we will. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have a website where you can find us. If you follow our Twitter, the link's up on there. (laughs) I don't know what it is exactly. And we'll be on iTunes where you can subscribe, rate, and review. Yes. Oh, and we have a Gmail account, too. Oh, yeah, we do. Yes, please email us. Let us know, have you ever read a Bear Shifter story before? What do you like about those stories? What do you suggest for us to read in the future? Please give us recommendations. We have some episodes lined out, but we're going to run out at some point. And we, like I said, we're romance We don't virgins. know what we're doing. We have Please no give us clue. direction. <laughs> we are stumbling in the dark trying to find what this is. So please let us know your suggestions and, and what you like and what you want and what you read and what yes. you recommend. Yes. We would love that. So cdreads at gmail.com. Please email us. Definitely. All right. Well, that's it for this week. So uh, join us next time as we peek under the covers of other salacious stuff. I am Kelly. <laughs> I am Becca. And this is CD Reads. Smell you later. Chicken on his fingers and a blood six pack Drinking in the morning little hair of the dog He's sweet as a bird, but it smells like a hog Big Bear, he's iron tough Big Bear's got a chicken
Just like a rock. 